tonight, uh, for our second episode, I thought that it would be a pretty good idea to talk about something that uh, I've been thinking a lot about lately. And, and that's that, you know, the world is always split on things. And one of the things that I think a lot of people are split on is whether or not the world is getting better or worse. Um, You know, there's a lot of people who can look at the news, look at uh, the different, you know, atrocities that are going on across the planet and uh, they're very much convinced that this must be the worst time ever to be living uh, as a person <laughs> in this world. Um, but there's also, you know, people who think, you know, on the complete opposite end of that, who think, you know, we must be living in the best times uh, that have, that people have ever seen. Uh, so I kind of just wanted to, you know, talk to Rob about, you know, what we came across for, you know, how, how are people seeing this situation? Do you think, uh, that the world is falling apart or do you think that we're actually slowly building, um, the world that we actually want to live in. Um, so one of the first things um, I came across was, you know, the idea of, well, what about from the standpoint of violence in the world? You know, um, is it safer to actually, you know, be you know, living in this world as opposed to maybe a hundred years ago or maybe a thousand, ten thousand years ago. Rob, what what did you think about that? Um, I think, I think we're in a time period of, of a little bit of chaos and a little bit of where we can, we could teeter either way. And I think there's a lot of positives, but there's a lot of negatives. Um, I think, you know, the, with the population being what it is, I think with the wars that go on, the amount of people that, you know, pass away and from that is a negative. But, you know, here in the United States, we haven't had not every anybody, but we, we have peace here. We have no wars on our land. We have no... You know, a lot of safety. I don't feel like anybody's going to come here and take us out or hurt us or bomb on us or safety wise in the United States. I feel like it's better, but around the whole in globally, I feel like we're, we may be worse off. Uh, we got a lot of wars in the Middle East, a lot of people dying. Uh, we got uh, just in Syria, we had like 400 in the since the conflict started, 470,000 people died. They've had the life expectancy drop 14 years. 14 years. Used to be 70 years old. Now it's 56 since the war began. 
I mean, that's just in Syria. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So, and then you got Afghanistan. Since 1990, 4 million people have died in Afghanistan. Iraq, 3 million. And that includes 850,000 people. Children have died from famine. We're not talking about adults. We're talking about children. Mm-hmm. Almost a million since ni- 1990. Last year in Yemen... Uh, they had f- almost 14,000 deaths and 50,000 children died from famine in one year. Mm. So, yeah, in the United States, I feel like, yes, we have it pretty good, you know, safety-wise, you know, everybody's kind of stuff. But, I mean, globally, it just doesn't feel like we're do getting any better. We're getting worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and we export war. We've been at war for 93% of the time of, of the existence of the United States. 222 days out of 239 days we've been at war. That's crazy number. I mean, that's that's nuts to me. I mean, uh, I, what would we do if we weren't? Be only 7% of, of, of the time we've been in existence, we haven't been at war. Less than 10%. That's crazy to me. I don't know. How do you feel about that? It's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of numbers, and uh, I think we're kind of prisoners to the times that we live in. Not so, I mean, not so much anymore in the sense that we can actually dive into history. I think a lot of the numbers, when you look at them, they would definitely paint a picture like things are getting worse because... Mm -hmm. There's these astronomical numbers, and you're like, how is this happening? And surely nothing like this has happened in the past. But I think, uh, you know, I'm starting to really understand the fact that we have a very limited scope of time. Like, Mm -hmm. we, we don't understand how violent the world once was. I don't think, I think we, I don't, I think we, we live kind of in these, highly civilized time and in civilization i imagine that people at some point in time realized that all this barbarity that was going on in the world wasn't conducive to humanity uh, elevating its status Mm -hmm. and 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 being able to produce uh, things that came from uh, just having the ability, the time to do that, you know, it, it, when you're trying to survive in the world all the time, you have very little time for art and, uh, ingenuity and creation and things like that. So I often wonder if we, when we look at these numbers, if we just are kind of shocked by them because we have really little understanding of like ancient wars and how many people died in them. And well, what would like be that. interesting is to go back and like, obviously the population of the world is much greater now. So what is the percentage of the population? You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe that those numbers i was giving the percentage of the population is very insignificant to 
you know, a thousand years ago when they were at war and X amount of people died, what was the, what was the percentage of that population that died? So maybe it's a lot different. Maybe it's higher, maybe it's lower. You know, I didn't really research that part of it, but I mean, that would be a big, would make a difference. The, the children, the kids dying always gets to me. And to me, it doesn't matter the number. Yeah. You know, in a world where you think, I always hope that we would progress whether, to me, if one child dies, it's too many, you know? And I think, I think everybody feels that way. But it's just, I thought the progression of people, we'd be at the point where feel like you're going forward, it'd be getting less and less. And uh, just, to me, it doesn't feel like it's getting that way. No, people don't seem to still care. Like, they still will blow babies up and yeah. not really give it a second thought. Or starve them. Or starve them, uh, you know. And that, and like I said, I know what that, and I know I, I definitely see where you're coming from because uh, that kind of stuff, you know, I try to keep a, a pretty positive disposition. The story I'm telling myself in my head is that the world is getting better, mm-hmm. that, that, that we are getting better, even though, 95% of what I see in the day says the opposite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to, I, I'm going to see a news feed. Yeah, I'm going right. to see, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to hear somebody at work talk about how depressing their life is. Uh, you know, I'm going to, there's all kinds of negativity to tap into. And I've seen in my life, for a great deal of it, I kind of resonated with that negativity. And uh, when you don't, when you're when you're actively trying not to anymore, yeah, uh, you start to see that there was an entirely different frequency that you could have uh, tapped into, and that is. Uh, you know, it's just a story of what you think is going on here. Do you think that this is falling apart? Do you think that in this ugly way, this ugly, slow way, people are still trying to build the world that people deserve? Mm-hmm. And it's really, like I said, it's all about the story. That what you know, what what do you think is going on here? And uh, do you you think media has? I personally think the media has a lot to do with uh, why is there not more positive, you know, more positive news stories or more positive, more positivity in the news. I don't watch the news very often, honestly. Yeah, I don't really watch it. <laughs> but honestly. whenever it's on, if I feel like they're not really reporting a whole lot of a positivity out there, no. especially nowadays with the the current administration, they take. Take any shot they can. Well, that's the thing about Of course, depending on which news channel you listen to. Fox, not so much. Yeah. CNN, they don't like him. Yeah, you know, it's all... That's, at the end of the day, you, we, we always have to remember that the thing that... Um, things like the media, things like... Uh, even things like churches... You can look at something and it can look as if it's only 
just that. Like, you can be like, oh, well, it's just the media. They're just trying to report on what's going on in the world. You know, that that's, that's the church. They're just trying to give, you know, a good word to people. But the truth of the matter is that they're businesses. You know what I mean? Like, you can look, like, I remember, you know, the day I stopped looking at churches like these holy places and started looking at them like businesses. I was like, oh, that's a business right there, you know. And with the media, it's the same thing. I remember there was a time where I thought, oh, well, you know, the media is just trying to keep people informed on what's going on in the world. And then eventually you get to this point where you realize, actually, this is a business and they have 24-hour news now. You know, they have to have enough information or they have to have enough material to continue for 24 hours a day. Right. And that means that they have to report on things that keep people divided because um, there's no money in unity. Right. You know, unity is not something that uh, is very... doesn't sell. Yeah, it doesn't sell. You know, it's not lucrative. It's uh, doesn't make money. Doesn't good, pay the bills. A good story. If some, if there's a good story and everybody feels good about it, that's different than some negative story that will make some people afraid. Uh, that will divide certain people. So anything that can divide people is good business. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's just what it is. And that's why I just don't, I just choose not to really engage with it as much as I once did. Yeah. I used to think that the news was, you know, uh, was like, oh, well, people who know what's going on in the world watch the news. And now I'm, I sort of just feel like the news is like some sort of like, <laughs> like, it's like some punishment. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you want to feel bad? Turn on the news and uh, see you, how you feel. Did you, ever, did you always have cable? Yeah, I always had cable. So your like parents always watched the news. They 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 were pretty big on the news. They you know I remember watching like six ABC. You know yeah, I, I, knowing the 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 little tune that they played all the time. You know it's funny that you say that though because I've never really thought about the fact that like. In some people's households, they never watched the news, but I, I I did see a lot of news as I grew up. I think we're like the generation of cable, right? Yeah, I don't even have cable anymore. I don't have cable either, but yeah. like I'll never forget the first person I met, and he was like, we were talking or something, and I worked for this guy. He was an older guy, um, but he was. I was like, you don't have, he's, we were talking about TV or something, and he's like, oh, I don't have cable. I was like, you don't have cable? Yeah, I, I used to think that, I was <laughs> like, what? Everybody what has cable. He's like, yeah, he's like, I was like, what? what's up with all the newspapers? He, he, some reason, I forget why, but he always got the newspaper, but they were still bundled up, like, on the porch over on the corner, and he never, he's like, I don't read any of the news, I don't read, I don't listen, I don't have, I've never had cable, his dad never had cable. Like it was, that's how his family was, you know, they were, his dad was a farmer. So, you know, (laughs) you know, so he lived his whole life, never had cable, but I was like, to me, that was crazy. Everybody I knew had cable. My parents had cable. I I used to watch the news. I watched the news when I was really young with my grandfather. 
You know, he was like, okay, six o'clock news had it on. That and Johnny Carson. Yeah, I spent the night over stuff. there over summertime and, and we'd watch the news and then I'd stay up late and watch Johnny Carson with him. And that's just how he was. <laughs> it was just, a, it was a ritual. Yeah. Like, right, got the newspaper. You, you got to see what's going on yep. in the world. And it's not that, like, I understand why people watch the news. I get yeah. it. But at the same time, I feel like I live in a time. Where just like with cable, the internet has kind of made me feel like that's that's not necessary. Yeah, it's just like, why am I gonna watch all these commercials and uh, be looking? I yeah. don't know how much time as a child I spent surfing through channels. Like I remember, like I would go all the way. <laughs> Like I'll go all the way up and come back down, and then I get back, get back to channel two, and be like, "Do you have the TVs where you turn the knob? Like you turn the knob? See, I'm old. I'm older than you, you, so I had to. You're a little bit older, but I have dealt with those. You know, at my grandmother's house, we, you know, we had uh, one of those. Yeah. So I, I do know about that, but at the same time, like she just had an old like. She had an older TV, yeah. you know, and that's the only like way I saw it. like it had you know the antenna yep, and stuff yep. like that. And you playing with it, yep. <laughs> it's weird to think that my child would never have any like idea. Like she would probably like my 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 kids would probably think it was ridiculous to see somebody deal like trying to deal with one of those old oh, TVs. I, They'd be like, "What are you doing? Like, why are you like?" Why do you have a wire on the TV and you like putting yeah, it different directions? Ears. The rabbit ears. Yeah, the rabbit ears. <laughs> it's so weird, you know. But all of that stuff, you know, is is gone. You know, I just saw uh, they're closing the or there's one last blockbuster. Oh yeah, in the country. There's still they still there's, there's one. one. There's one. They two of them just closed. And I can't then, believe there's still one. And there's one left. It's hanging on there. Where's I, it at? I, I, I want to say it's somewhere, somewhere out west. I what, forget exactly. What are they like? They renting DVDs or what are they doing? I don't even know what they do. Like I don't even know how. Like nobody who goes in there. <laughs> I don't know. Who go- goes? Who goes? Who? Who gets out? Who leaves their house in this day? Is like remember well, these blockbusters? Used to be one over by McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't remember, been there for I don't know. 15 years. And it was funny because there was a place called Video Vibes there. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And before that, and then that, like, you know, like, Blockbuster came in, just took him over. Yep. Like, oh, you know, it's ours now. And, it, you know, I Same heard Same thing the, in New Holland. It wasn't future-proof. Yeah. You know, like, I at that time, you thought, okay, you know. Because you saw it happen. You saw it happen with, like, tapes. Yeah. And then, you know, once DVDs came yeah. out, you were like, oh, man, like, I, I guess they'll probably always be using DVDs or something like that. And then it's just like, no, we're going to come up with something and you don't need anything physical. You just need a connection in your wall and you can watch pretty much anything you want. I, when I was in college, this was in 2000. So this was 18 years ago. I had to take, I forget what class it was, but it was Mr. Orojo or something like that was the teacher. His English wasn't great, but he he was a funny dude. And he had the idea for Netflix. 
He's like, this was 18 years ago. And I don't know what. I believe it. And he was like, listen, this is what I'm, I'm, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. I often think about him because I'm like, I wonder if he like, you know, ever like did anything with that, you know? And because uh, he was ahead of his time. I mean, 18 years ago, they weren't thinking about Netflix. Unfortunately, probably what happened is he watched it happen. Yeah. And then yep. he was like, they stole my idea. Yeah. Yep. You know, how many times do you think somebody says that? <laughs> probably happens hundreds of times a day. I remember seeing, I forget what show it was. The guy was like, I swear there's somebody like crawling around in my head and stealing all of my ideas. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, but no, I think people, people, I think that generally probably happens to people a lot because, I mean, you have this idea, you know, and then it's one of those things that just dies in your head. But you we know? all thought he was crazy, though. We're like, that's crazy. That yeah, never yeah, happened. Yeah. Look, because like he, he had the vision. He saw it. Yeah, but we weren't that cool. Like, back then was not that far from like Two, only having dial up. Two thousand. You know what I mean? You ever watch any like video and stuff from two thousand? Like it was a strange time. Yeah. Like because yeah. it was like everything back then. Like it looks. You know, old. Even though, like, two thousand to me, like, is. I think we've made like the technology in like videos and and movie making has gone, gotten so much better in such a short period of time. It makes it look to like the two thousand ones are so old. You know, even things like one thing that I've always saw was like the way that they try to like. The way that they try to show beauty in different, like, shows and things like that at different times. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, like, they'll make women look a particular way in a particular time. Like, I remember when I was a kid... And, like, if you saw, like, a girl in, like, like from, like, the 1970s, and you're like, what was wrong with this? Like, this, <laughs> this, she's, like, ugly and, like, real, like, super thin. Like, she's like, uh, uh. And uh, I guess that that's always just happening. Like, somebody is probably looking at, like, people from, like, a kid now is probably looking at, like, a girl from, like, the 2000s. Like, yeah. Ugh, like, oh, come oh, on. Oh, absolutely. Like, the way they dress, right? Yeah, the way they dress, like, their hair and stuff like but that. Yeah. Like, but, like, 30 years from now, that'll come back in style. Yeah. Like, like, I always had a conspiracy that, like, Nike, like, made all these shoes in the 70s, right? In the 80s. And they just store, like, they... they they put them somewhere because they paid production prices in the 70s and they just put them in a huge warehouse somewhere they overproduced them and put a huge warehouse somewhere and then they're like we'll resell them 20 30 years from now they'll be throwbacks everybody will love them and we'll sell them for a hundred dollars and it only cost us a dollar to make them you know what i mean right you know there's somebody out there like like the chucks right they look the same they haven't changed. Who knows how long that they've yeah. actually existed? Like, <laughs> they haven't changed in how long? No, it's a basic thing. Like I don't know, man. I tried to play basketball and then one time that was oh, you know, that you was break such your a ankle, mistake, man. <laughs> you break your ankle. I was in, I remember I was in second grade when I did that. 
after that, I went back to Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but, like, they come when you're in high school. Everybody's been in high school at some point where they become popular, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, my daughter, they become popular. Yeah, and that's weird. You right? You know what I mean? Like, how does that happen? Like, you know, Chuck, like, if they were smart enough to put something to the side. How did you do this? Like, it's such a simple, like, it's, it's a simple shoe. Yeah. It, it does, it's not comfortable. It just comes in different colors. Just, like, it's just. <laughs> They just, but it continues. I mean, I remember um, Converse coming out with um, uh, the the Doctor J two thousands. That was like around the year. That was around two. Uh, it was like the late nineties, I think, when they uh-huh. came out. I don't and, remember those. Oh man, I gotta man, I gotta go try to find those again. That's funny. But I remember, like thinking like converse like like I, i'm seeing this shoe like and i i like how it looked but i was like anything that converse makes that isn't a chuck taylor yeah is just kind of like uh like i i don't even like think of it like you they know, weren't very successful yeah i just don't even think about popular. it i'm just like this show this shoe's way more comfortable but for whatever reason those flat like blister your feet shoes uh, i mean that's that's what continues to sell so but think about think about it like in what we're talking about today like the the better or worse but think about the chuck d's right they were the best how many years ago and think about a basketball sneaker today right that's a good good and bad you know like like the basketball sneakers I have today, I'm so thankful for it because yeah. I probably saved my ankles. I don't know yeah, how probably. many times was... trying to wear those Chuck D's to Absolutely. play basketball. No, no way I could I could wear those things. Yeah, no, nah, I broke my ankles 14 times doing that. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I would never even do that as a dare. Especially never... the way you play driving down that lane. Yeah, That's yeah, what I do. I, I always that. hurt my ankle. I land on somebody's foot driving down the lane. Yeah, it's 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 you, tough. You're one of them me. young guys that shoot outside all day. You could probably wear some of those. Yeah, you could probably do that. <laughs> but I think that this, even this, um, one of the one of the things that I thought about for a reason for why. Um, or why life might be getting better for people was that um, people have more stuff now. Like people, like we're talking about shoes, you know. know? I imagine like a hundred years ago, nobody had any conversations really about shoes because (laughs) there wasn't like, shoe like shoe companies real you know what i mean yeah, yeah there's a yeah. dude making your shoes and stuff and uh well the in, industrial the industry industry has has gone so far in a period of time i i saw something today it said it said that in the average american home there's there's oh there's like over 300,000 items in the average American home. Huh. 300,000? 300,000 things. And now that sounds crazy until you start looking about looking uh, at all the minuscule things you have. You walk through my garage. I may have 300,000 out there in my garage. If you think, like, <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, like I was, you know, because I was, I was talking to my wife about it. You know, we have an apartment, so we don't have as much yeah. space for stuff. Right. 
at, you know, but I think anywhere you're at, like clutter is kind of like the 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 main problem, and that's a pro- that's some problem to have that you have so much stuff. Did you ever walk through a hoarder's house? Yeah, yeah. You know I've that's that. there's it's the law of averages, right? Yeah. You know, so three hundred thousand, maybe some people only have a hundred thousand, and I always thought that hoarders hoarders was like because I remember the first time I saw that show. And hoarders was, to me, I was like, this actually illustrates something that is so much deeper than yeah. the idea of that there's these dirty, nasty people no, who don't clean their house. Yeah, the, it, it, it really started to talk about the fact that people want to possess so many things that it can become compulsory. To the point where you're just collecting things to have them. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. just like you don't like you know yeah. And everybody kind of knows what it's like on a smaller level. Like when you see something, you're like, I really don't need this in my house. Like I should probably just throw this out. And then this thing in the back of your mind, some who knows maybe it's nostalgic or something. But it's like, no, 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 you need that. <laughs> I Well, I go to the auctions and, like, I'll buy stuff to take to the flea market. I'll go sell stuff on a yeah. Saturday at flea market. And there'll be these same older guys or older women at the at the auction. And they're just buying the same things every week. And they buy so much of it. And I know at some point they're going to pass away. And they're going to go to their house. And there's going to oh, be an man. auction at their house Listen, selling all that stuff. You know what I mean? I don't even understand. When I was... I was helping my friend out with his company and he like he he uh helps like move people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just collect junk out of people's houses. They do like clean outs. So yeah, so like we we did this one clean out down we were down in Lancaster and I remember I was just in there and I was just like really like I was stand you know, I'm standing in this person's house, right? There's this dude there his it was his mom's, and she just and, and she had just died not long ago, and I'm looking at all of her possessions. I'm like, yo, she she had all this stuff, and now all this is is just some somebody's junk. It's like gonna, all this is gonna do is be like somebody's scrap. It's gonna go to trash, you know, or... like. I kind of felt dirty because I was a part of something that was pretty much going to, like, take her stuff and, you know, uh, pretty much just, like, throw it out. You know, like, it, it was like seeing this person's, like, part of, part of this person's life, you know? Yeah. Like, and all, you know, you live all these years, collect all these things just for some dude's who you never meet yeah to come into your house have your son unlock your house just to take your stuff out and i mean like that's like all of these things who knows how much of this stuff she got at like um yard sales and things like that yard sales to me that's another thing that's another thing that's it's clear that we have like this consumption issue like we just think so. want to just we want stuff because stuff makes us feel important but i think like when i go to yard sales now 
Like, I'm just going to buy stuff to sell at the flea market. Yeah. And I sell, I mean, and when you go to a flea market, you, you know, there's people everywhere and they're buying stuff. Like, I have. But most, yeah, most of they're them. They're just buying stuff. They yeah. Sometimes they're just like, you know what I mean? Like. Most of them aren't going to resell this stuff. No, they no, no. They have no, they're not, no. they're not thinking nothing about that. Spe- no, at the flea market, no, they're not reselling it. They're going to buy it. I mean, every once in a while you got those guys that are are coming and like I'll sell like I buy a lot of old radios and stuff. Yeah. And they're like I'll buy ones that you need work or something. Mm-hmm. They're coming to buy them to fix them and then yeah. they sell them. You but know, most of the people I deal with the they're stuff just is going to end up stuff. in the drawer somewhere. Yeah. They're like, oh I like this little teacup. I, and they're gonna set it on some shelf and what's gonna happen is, is it's gonna lay sit there for their life. And then, like like I said, some dudes are gonna come clean it out and throw it in the trash. So so, what was the point? Yeah. You know what I mean, like what like what was the point? I I think when you start to realize that a lot of the things that you buy is kind of like, it's actually kind of just like it's it's just bullshit. Like why do you like why why do you even feel like you need this thing? But they're trying to fill they're trying to fill a void. Maybe, yeah, I think that's that's part of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like they're filling whatever happened in their life. They're they're filling whatever void they have with stuff. Yeah, it's not necessarily about does what they ever they're buying doesn't matter. It's just about having the stuff, like you said. That was, and I mean, I we were going to do a clean out at this one house, and this house was like, I'd say that house was twenty five hundred square feet house, and that house was filled. Four feet t- high. All you had was wa- like two, like a foot wide lane to walk through, like each room, and th- they literally slept on stuff. And when you were lo- looking at the that? stuff, it what was like that? it was brand new stuff in a box. Yeah, like they like didn't that. even open. It. I don't even understand that. I don't even understand. Like, and just because I don't understand it doesn't necessarily like I. I'm not saying that. There's no reason for it because right. the, the, these people have their their reasons or right. what I guess some people will call their excuses for why they choose to live like that. But the truth of the matter is, is that yes, hoarders was crazy and it was very much um, in your face like this. People live like this, but what I thought it revealed about people was that we all sort of deal with some level of that. Yeah. Not an extreme level of it, no. but like some level of we have a bunch of stuff laying around that we know we don't really need to have there. We just have it there for nostalgic reasons and and, and, and comfort. That's yeah. yeah, I have car parts that I've been literally holding on for like 20 years that I keep telling myself I'm going to use that I'll probably never use. Yeah. But, like, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get rid of it, but I may someday use that part. But you don't I know. should get rid of it, but I, I've i probably moved it ten times yeah. from house to house or garage to garage or who knows what. It's just for it's just for a time when it's needed. And, and that still <laughs> is, you know, that's still something, though. It, it has the... The possibility of being a productive thing. Yeah. But like, what is this? What is this random doll that you right. bought for two dollars at some flea market? 
what is this really going to become but something that some unknown person is going to throw out someday after you die? You know, it's 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 just it's it's weird... what it is. It's there was another thing I saw that said that the average ten year old has like two hundred toys, and I think my kids being two and three between them have to have more than two hundred toys. Uh, I if I went into my son's room, he has two hundred toys. I mean, like, what's are we considering like little you know men like little GI Joe yeah, guys? That's what I mean. He's I, got he's I, got two hundred easy. That's what I mean. Like Ninja yeah, Turtles like, and all kinds of stuff. Well, because my wife she she was like she was like yeah, but that's all kind of like a. Like, I was gonna say there's, there's a pile of toys over there. There's probably like, <laughs> there's probably fifty of them over there. But you know, um, yeah, my wife was like. Yeah, but there's like packages and stuff like you know they only play with certain things yeah. like with each other and I'm like but still like if you had individual pieces th- I guarantee you that there is more than 200 pieces of toys oh, absolutely it just and it's sitting in a, in a relatively small space so I mean I think you know there was a time in my life where I had a lot of toys I I went and looked at them the other day. It was pretty. It was funny to look at. It was like uh, old wrestlers, all the old Hulk Hogan, yeah, The Rock, <laughs> the man, the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, uh, it was Ninja Turtles and stuff like uh-huh. that. I was really going through it because I wanted. To see, I was like, some of this stuff has been around long enough to be worth something. Oh, yeah. So, it's just, I'm like, this is just sitting. I was at my parents' house, so I was like, this stuff is sitting in the basement. And the one thing I'm starting to, to really get is, is like, um, you may have valuable things that you have no idea are valuable. Yep. And that is, there's a lot of people who don't have any kind of mind to want to actually, like, capitalize on that. But being broke makes you makes you <laughs> makes the you, hustle. <laughs> you're like, hey, you might want to check that. You don't want to be sitting uh, on something like. I tell that. you what, right now, when I sit at the flea market, you know that the most popular stands are the toy stands with the old toys, and it's like men and and bo- you know kids of all ages and men of all ages at that at that stand. I believe it. And it's trains. Trains. Like older dudes love trains for like <laughs> I don't know, it's just like Lionel trains and stuff. Yeah. Well, I go to auctions, I try and buy them because I know I'll sell them. I never get them because people people drive like you wouldn't believe how far you for they train post sets. for train sets. Like they post pictures on auction and they pay silly money for stuff. They don't, and the, you're at the auction, you don't even know if it works. <laughs> you know, and like this stuff, we have no idea. They pay stupid money for it. You know, they just be like, "What is it, Lionel? I'll pay hundred dollars." You know, like they don't even. It's amazing to me. So that's the thing about I think that's 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 the whole thing about I think the entire concept of is the world getting better or worse? You know, even in something like possessions, from one standpoint, people now possess more stuff. Yeah. individually than they've ever probably ever possessed and 
there is the positive aspect of, hey, well, people must have some kind of money to buy this stuff with. Yeah. But then there's the negative aspect of we've kind of become people who've been programmed to just buy stuff that we don't really even need. Like, so it's like, is it getting better or worse? I, I mean... You know, I I always look at it. You know, my favorite, like like my favorite saying. You know, is that you know it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. That seems to be all times. Yeah, all times seem to be the best of times and the worst of times. But um, now I definitely understand how people could think in this world that you know uh, it's definitely uh, that that we're in the worst of times. You know. They're, they're definitely, like, like we said, the media is really kind of pushing that narrative that we're right on the brink of something yeah. uh, catastrophic, which is similar to me, kind of like um, Doomsday. Uh, well, did you see that they were trying to push that we're going to have civil war on July 4th this year? Oh, you yeah, see that silliness? I saw it briefly and I paid it no mind because I was I'm like, like hey, nobody got to have stupid. nobody got to fight no civil war. This is come on. People got go, you got to go to work the next day. What yeah, are you talking yeah. about? There's what are you you ain't going to war. You're going to work yeah. next, the next day. Come That's on what, now. I was like, I, I was like, I'm going. I, I know where I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to work. So it's like, um, yeah, I don't think people got time was, for that. I, I was like, I heard about it. At, like briefly the one day and then they were talking about the on um, the day before i'm like nobody going to fool so they could be out there barbecuing and, and and partying they could be at the pool they could be out doing civil war they're crazy what was the civil war even supposed to be what was i don't there? even who, know who was going who was the people fighting i didn't like even know. the antifa people Antifa yeah, versus who? i don't know the government i guess antifa versus the like government? be real short to be like the shortest civil war ever. Where are these people, it's, I don't know where people get this kind of stuff from. That no, they don't, that's not happening because, like I said, people don't have time for war. People, no. that, if there's anything, if people don't have enough dedication for civil. People don't understand. They they throw that they throw that term around very very loosely, and they don't understand what real civil war is. They, we don't. <laughs> we've been. Us being Americans, we're so desensitized yeah. to the idea of war because we've never had to experience yeah. it. it firsthand. You know, we have some, we're just now living in times where things happen and they're like, oh man, them, them terrorists have gotten close, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, realistically, there's, there's always been terrorism here. This, this place, this place began in terrorism. Yes. That 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 is the that is the underlying feature to all of it's this. It's kind of hard to be mad at terrorism when you founded the country on it. This thing was not only founded in terrorism, but it you know even what did the Indians think of? What would they have called like if, if that happened today in this modern age? They would be the biggest terrorists. I mean, we would be the biggest terrorists in the history of terrorists. I still, you know, I still feel. From time to time, when I'm being very real with myself, I still feel like an accomplice to all of this. Because I'm like, I'm living here in these... Like, all right, I try to imagine if I'm these... If I'm... Like, 
I just try to like think about a metaphor in my head. Like if somebody came into my apartment and just like set up shop and was just like living there and just eating like all of my food and just like and I'm like, what are you doing here? This is my like I pay for this. Uh, this is yeah, not even a, like this is just my spot. And then they're just like, look, I'm not leaving anytime soon. Um, and then like I try to like get them out, and then they just like just like beat me up really bad, just send me off into a closet. And they're like, just stay in there. That's what the native people experience. They Imagine ex- being like a Mar- like a, a native person and, and hearing a like a KKK member saying, Get out of my country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that had to be like the most crazy like the craziest statement ever. You'd be like, What what did you just say? He said, like, <laughs> what are you talking like do you see the Puerto Rican with the dude uh who was mad at the lady who had the Puerto Rico shirt on? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he He's like, what? What is this guy doing? The worst part was that that he just he his his ignorant mind. He just he had no clue that Puerto Rico yeah is a part right. of the United States, and that's why I, I thought that that was almost kind. It was it was almost kind of beautiful because <laughs> in the sense that it showed the where ignorance can take you. Yeah. You're over there arguing about something that's a U.S. territory. She, the cop quit. That was standing He needed there. to quit because he, he was. Do he was sitting there not doing his job. Like yeah. he was just like, like, like it was. I don't know. I don't know like what he, was going through his, his head. His non-action made it like he approved he was of complicit. it. Yeah, he was, you know, he was like, oh, That's yeah, okay. good, yeah, he's right. You know, yeah, exactly. The Puerto Ricans, like, yeah, no, no, he needed to quit because he. I mean, people like that are the reason why. Uh, People have a distrust for the police. Well, not even people. There's worse people. Yeah. But that type of, you know, complete ignorance of of, of a situation like that. That's so... It's, it's inferior. Like, it's really weird to see that that kind of thing can I, happen in a place that claims to be so civilized. I hope that was an empty park. Because <laughs> where I would feel bad, like, I feel... Like, I'm like, I'm thinking, I hope that there's nobody in that park because nobody had the guts to stand up to come over and say, let alone the cops bad enough. He should have done it. But nobody else that was there didn't come over and say. I think her brother tried to say something. At the end, towards the end he did, it looked like. Yeah, I thought, I I mean, no, but but I think people are very, um, they're afraid to to do things like that. People are afraid of conflict. People are. I mean, I know what it's like. I mean, I'm. I've had a lot of time in my life. I've never really liked conflict because, you know, I, the reason I don't like conflict is because I don't like what conflict brings out of me. It's, it's the classic incredible Hulk type of a thing. Yeah. I don't, there's a part, there's this thing in me that when it comes out is highly destructive. Like it's like it, it it's highly destructive and it blacks out. So it doesn't it, you know what I mean? Like it blacks out and then I'm sitting on a mountainside with my clothes are torn or something, you know, and I'm sitting there like, wait, what just happened? You know, uh, I've been and, there. And, I know, you know, I know. You know, and I think that's that's why Incredible Hawk is I think is so many people's favorite um Yeah. Uh, maybe uh like superhero because People experience that. They know, like, there's this thing inside of you that you don't want to come out. 
You, you, because when it comes out, it's nothing but it doesn't do anything. It doesn't bring anything good out. Uh, yeah, nothing I, good comes of it. I just want to stay. Uh, I just want to be Bruce Banner. I just want to. I'm trying to be mild mannered. I'm not. I don't want no disrespect. I don't. But you know when when I when it gets triggered, that thing is uh, is highly uh, erratic and. You're trying to lengthen the fuse. Yeah. You're trying to lengthen the fuse. That's why I started, like, even like him. Uh, in the movie, I remember he, like, was learning breathing techniques. Yeah. So he, so he could, I did that in life, you know what I mean? Like, I really learned, you know, I really started trying to get my breath together and really try to, you know, get into meditation and things like that. Because, ultimately, it was to keep that, that, that halt. At bay, you know what I mean, as much yeah. as possible. As I I have a problem with it's, it's like I'm a, I can I'm pretty good now. When I was younger, I was terrible. I was like looking for reasons. Yeah, and now I'm a lot better. But when it comes to like, the, uh, there's been situations where it's came to the kids or the wife, and like it's still there. It's not. It hasn't yeah, gone anywhere. Like there's triggers. It's right there. There's certain things that are triggers that will. Kids, wife, yeah, dogs, kind of stuff. dogs in our house, yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Family, I guess, would be another one. But like, I've, over the years, I've at least lengthened the fuse. But I have once I get to the fuse, I, there's I I curse faster and scream louder and do irrational things once I get to there that I don't even remember. Yeah, you know. And it just gets ugly. Yeah, that's the, that's how I always felt about it. You know, I often never want to scare anyone. I don't ever want to be imposing, really. But when I make up my mind that that's actually what I want to like project, I'm very good at it. Yeah. And in this world, um, you know that can. <laughs> That can that can create a lot of problems for you, and I think we all kind of just, I think we all are sort of dealing with that. Like we we, we don't want something to happen that is going to make us do something to jeopardize our place in life. Well, I think that's kind of how why I got to this point, like doing stuff like this, doing the podcast, doing like writing certain articles on the on Steam it and stuff like that, is because over the years I was kind of a little bit of a fighter and that kind of stuff, and I realized I was like I didn't want to be like that. I want to win fights with intelligence as opposed yeah. to fists. Mm-hmm. You know, I just was hoping to evolve to that. My kids would tell you that sometimes I have a little bit of a bad temper, but you know, it's, I, I always, I'm, tr- I want to get there. I want to get to the point where that's gone and I, I it probably never will be, but I hope that every day I just kind of, that fuse gets a little longer, a little longer to the point that yeah. there's just no end to it. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's, I think a lot of it has to do with patience. Yeah. Patience is something that. I've noticed few people have learned how to cultivate because the world that they live in um, doesn't call for it. Yeah. It doesn't call for you to be patient. It calls for you to be uh, on clockwork and to be almost like a machine for you to go fast, 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 fast. Well, and don't even think about like 
because slowness, if you think about it, slowness is what nature is. Like, so when you go out into nature, right? Then you walk around, you and, and, and you're in it. You can, you know, you can see the chipmunk it has a calming up. effect on yeah, it. Yeah, has a. It's, I it's, think music does the same thing. Music does the same thing, but I think nature, more so than anything, being in nature. Um, I like being in nature. I hate. Uh, um, bugs and stuff. I hate like I hate stuff flying and landing on me and stuff. Like I, I'm I can't you, stand that. I'm what you call an indoorsman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not I don't really like outdoorsman. <laughs> but I do. You know, you know. Sometimes you know, uh, I I'll tell my wife. You know, we'll we'll go on like a hike or something, and and you know, I might get like annoyed. You know, and, and stuff like. I don't want to get stung or no, something. Mosquitoes no, I'm out on a hike and stuff. But at the same time, I do, you know, I really do enjoy it. It really is. Um, uh, there's, it's kind of like a reset. It's a balancing. You know, it's, it's a reset, you yeah. know, to, 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 to go out in the nature and to, to see what, you know, what how animals are acting. Sometimes I just see, I just notice just the plant life and, and just like trees and things. And I say slowness is kind of the way that nature works. It works in its own, like it, everything has its own processes and none of them are the same. And this kind of gets into to, to one of the other things that I had seen, or, well, not seen, but one of the things that I had thought about for a reasoning for why a person might think that the world was getting worse, and that is that there seems to be like this simulation of life that we that we kind of live. We, you know, we we have our our lives dictated to to us. You know, we be here at this time and leave at this time and. Be around these people between these hours before you return to this, and it's like that's a, that's to me that's a simulation of life. Like that's not like that's not actual life. That's that's some somebody controlling your life force, which I think is probably one of the most infuriating parts about all of this: the fact that. Um, I'm not free to do what I would like to do in a day. Not to say that you always get the chance to do that, but to live in a situation where, uh, you know, you if you're working at a job and you hate your job, it's almost pretty safe to say that you hate your life. Because if your life, like if your life becomes your job, if, if this is, you know, through repetition, through you being in this place for long amounts of time and contributing large amounts of energy to it. If you hate that place, you really can't like your life. I mean, you not to say that you can't, but it's pretty hard. Some people are better at putting that aside, right? Yeah. Some people can do that. They yeah. have the ability to do that. But some people, it's hard for them to do yeah. that. You know, and I think, I don't know. I've had a lot of jobs where, like, the worst thing is you don't eat. You, the, the buzzer rings to get up to get, you know, alarm rings. And you're just like, really? 
I got to get up, you know, and it's hard to get up then, right? Mm. You know, and you don't even want to get up. And then you, you and then you're working all day and you're doing you're doing somebody else's bidding yeah. and you're making yeah. some guy rich somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and and I'm like, okay, at what point am I just a whore for money? At what point am I any different from a whore? Because um I'm I'm going to these people who are somewhat abusing me and actually have no real They don't uh, care about you. They don't, they don't care about you. They don't they're not really trying to maximize your life experience. No. They're, they're they're using you as a human resource. You're a number on a piece of paper. You're a number somewhere who can easily be mm-hmm. uh replaced. So um you know, you, you, you're there in this place and that, you know, it, when you get in that kind of a relationship with a, 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 a place or, or a company or a person, when you get in that kind of a relationship, <clears throat> that can start to play on your own personal uh, image of, of, of your own self-worth. You know, now all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't matter to these people, and these are the people who I see all the time. So maybe I don't matter at all. You know, that's a, and that's a sad reality that I think billions of people on this planet face on a daily basis. You go home, and you're in a bad mood to go home. That's the place you should be enjoying life. Yeah. You should, you know, you have your kids at home. You're, you should, you just go home and see them. You should be enjoying that. But when you're spending eight hours a day somewhere where you hate or you don't feel like you're being productive in the world, in the grand scheme of things, like you're not making, like for me personally, if I'm at a job, I'm at the point now where it's like, I'm not, I'm not making a difference. No. So I'm making, like you said, I'm making somebody else rich that probably doesn't appreciate that i probably never will meet and what are they making a difference in the world with that money i'm making no they're gonna spend it on the next business or they're gonna do whatever they're gonna and i mean they're gonna the things that i you know that me and my wife get to look at pictures and say oh it'd be nice to go there they're gonna actually do that and they did that by me devaluing myself no. to the point where I became your pawn. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a weird reality to start thinking like this because people start thinking you're crazy. And they're like, well this is just the way it is. I'm like, look, that might be how it is for you, but when I got the inclination that I was somewhat of uh somebody's pawn or uh, that I I was diminishing my own personal power. Um, I you know I'm I'm no longer that person. So I, I always felt like because of that idea alone, that changes the trajectory of my life. Like I'm no longer going in a particular direction because my men- like my mentality won't really allow it well you get in a mental state that is just a negative mental state and then you know you just it's not good it's not good for anybody it's not not good to be around people in that state i mean i have i've had jobs like i refuse to to be like that i just quit a job because of that because i'm I'm not gonna sit there and work six days a week well i would have made good money but Money's not always the point. I'm not gonna work six days a week. Then my son start playing basketball season comes right. So 
they want me to be there on Saturday. If you don't work Saturday, you don't have the job. Okay, well, my son's basketball game, I'm going to miss his basketball game. So, what, you know, that's going to piss me off the whole time I'm working Saturday. Yeah. I'm going to be angry. And I know I'm going to say something to somebody that, you know. <laughs> now, 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 the way that a person will look at that, they say, well, I'm not that's th- a, somebody would look at that, stand, uh, that stance and say, that's irresponsible. Absolutely. And that you, you, you should be thinking about the welfare of your family. And, yep. stuff. and I said, I am thinking about the welfare of my family because if I'm not there, if my kids don't know that I'm like a hundred percent in their corner and like that, I if they don't know that I want to support them and, and, and the things that they do just because I'm, I'm out whoring myself off for, for Ninety dollars. Well, kids don't understand to, money. They don't understand. They don't, and that's that's part of their. That's part of the reason why we actually um, envy children, right? Because we look at them and, and we're like, "Here's this thing that hasn't been corrupted by the world yet. The world hasn't gotten to this little soul and told them that their life is meaningless and that they, you know, kids think that they can do anything." You know, and people, well, what I've seen is you can get beat down by this system so bad that you no longer have a personal respect. Like, you no longer respect yourself. Self-worth. You just don't have self-worth anymore because you've been beaten on so much and had people kind of convince you that you aren't worth anything. Yeah. And that... That, to me, that's that's the highest. That's one of the highest forms of. Um, that's definitely one of the highest forms of like violence in the world, the 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 psychological violence of diminishing a person and making them believe that they are far less powerful than they actually are. That's why I just try to I I try to turn that on in everybody who will listen. You know, anybody who can even conceive what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to turn that on in you because I, w- I wish I could convince everybody to not go to work one day. Well, I mean, the whole nation just didn't go to work the next day <laughs> for like a week. You imagine? I think people would be way too afraid of what. Oh, I would, know. You know, you could never. It would never work. Yeah. But like, imagine if you could. If you could, yeah. I mean, that would be like uh, the freedom of it. And what would they do? I think they. Yeah. What would they do? What would they, the, 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 the <laughs> you know, the, you're the people you're not paying taxes do. The they. Can you imagine they didn't get their tax money for a month? Yeah. You know, you know like. They're, they're not. We don't realize the power we have together. And that goes back to the conquer and divide. If we were together as a people, we would have, we we, we could create a tremendous amount of power. Yeah. We yeah. hold, would hold the power. And that. And it's funny because that gets into another one of uh, the things that I came across, uh, and that is that you know the divisions in no. in men are another reason for why you why I think a lot of people think that this is going the wrong way because we have all of these different um, reasons to not come together. People, people, as soon as. Uh, you have the ability to to come together with someone. There's so many, 
there's somebody ready to tell you why you shouldn't. No. Why why you shouldn't build with that person. And it's 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 rampant, you know. It's it's kind of like uh uh with even with Donald Trump, you know, I think that he you know, the one thing I've learned from all this is that um people think People are so divided on him that even if he did do something that they agreed with, they wouldn't say it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean, like they wouldn't say it. Like you know, if <laughs> if if he did something that was monumental, um, people, I, you know, they're still, you know, because of his, just the person he is, and people are so opposed to him that uh, they be, nobody would ever admit it. And that's what we're talking about, putting yourself in a box, like putting everybody in boxes, because then you're in that box and you, you identify with that another person in that box and you can't allow yourself to to say, OK, well, this isn't right. And yeah, he's doing something different, but that I agree with because that doesn't fit in my box, yeah. you know, and that's that's why I hate that. I hate the whole left versus like labeling people as that because it's just so divisionary to me and like you said we just have so much division to begin with we're so easily divided which is what's even more disturbing it's easy i you know i there was a time where um i don't know why where even why i started this thing but i had this idea i had this uh, this kind of diagram it was called uh the spheres of division and really what it was was concentric circles and you know i would build on all of the different divisions that a a human being is given from the time it's born you know you come into the world and you're a human that's a division so now everything so now that puts you somewhat at odds with anything that's not a human and then, uh, uh, you know, you come in and you're given um, a sex, you know. So, you know, you can be male, female. I guess realistically you could be like a hermaphrodite or something. So This is true. You know, but, you know, generally in the duality of things, you know, we have men and women. And, you know, uh, I know that um, there's a lot of men... Who, beca- who begin to think that there's something wrong with women and vice versa. There's certain women who start to think that there's something innately wrong with men. So there's another division. Then you're born somewhere. So now your nationality comes into play. The yeah. language you speak. Now there's another division. The race that you or, you know, the... Maybe I'm the, trying to get away from saying the word race because the neighborhood you grew up in. Yeah, you know you where know. you grew up, the neighborhood, and then you get into things like um, the religion that you grow up under. High school you go to. The high school you go to the the uh, the sport you play, the the team that you cheer for, the um, the political affiliation that Absolutely. you get behind. Um, and when you really start to pack this stuff on, really, you know, there's a lot of circles. 
But the entire point of the diagram was at the middle of all of this seems to be a spark of something that is the same thing or what, you know, religious people would call the divine or the, 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 the thing that looks through your eyes. I mean, I think because I'm kind of like a, <laughs> um, somewhat of a spiritualist and, um, you know, come from religious background, I always think that what, you know, the way I see it is, is whatever is looking out of my eyes is what's looking out of your eyes or what's looking out of anything. Okay. That there's just one consciousness experiencing things through different perspectives. Um, I mean, and that's just, you know, that's, it's not a, it's not a provable thing, but even if it's not, it's a powerful concept. It it, it, it it unifies things instead of dividing things, because that's the only, that's the one thing that you know that we can kind of agree upon is that we may not be the same sex, we may not be the same, we may not have the same political views, we may not even be the same species. We you know, but we are here having this experience. Mm-hmm. You know that's. You know, I've always just, well, not always, but there came a point in time in my life where I wanted to be about things that unified people. I didn't want to be about the things that that really divided us. Yeah. It's there's so, yeah. so many of them. There's, 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 and, and all it takes is for you to drink the Kool-Aid about a particular attribute that you have in order for you to become somebody who who will look at the opposite and not see the unity but see the division like it people are people fall into it easily that nationalism i see i told somebody i have a i have a weird kind of relationship with like the 4th of july and that's because i see the nationalism it's on full display. It's saying, here we are. We're part of this nation. We're the best thing in this world. And <laughs> even to the things like fireworks, to me, with that, to me, fireworks has always been a subtle communication of, if you mess with us, we will blow you up. Like, like this is like, this is like, this, <laughs> there will be fireworks wherever you are. <laughs> if you, you ever mess around, nobody even you don't even have to mess with us. <laughs> we don't have to, all you got to do is like look get at little, wrong or have not a little, let us put a company yeah where you're at, and we'll have come a, and make fireworks. Heaven happen. forbid you discover oil somewhere <laughs> in your country, or you don't longer want us to have the or want to have the petrodollar. I bet fireworks scare the shit out of people in like war zones. Oh yeah, I bet the way that they even perceive them is completely different. It's just like. I've seen the I've seen the horizon on fire. Like I've seen <laughs> things flying and whistling over my head and stuff. You know, to us though, it's it's more or less a celebration of our our, our ability to be good at war. 
It's like we're we're really good at war and we celebrate it and this day is kind of like um the beginnings of our wars. Would you say how many years? How many how Two hundred and twenty two out of two hundred and thirty nine years we've been at war. Yeah. That's that's it's kinda of like this was the beginning of this. You know, but I don't think people when they're celebrating, I don't think people think of it that way. They don't. They, they don't. their their thought is they're celebrating the the country, the the greatness of the country, and unfortunately, a lot of people, and that's most people. And I, 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 I bet you the dude who was mad at the lady with the Puerto Rican shirt yeah. had a good old time on the Fourth of July and was probably did America. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I bet you he was he was in his. Uh, he was definitely having a good old time. And I'm not even trying to say that pride, like pride in your country is not a bad thing. No. But when you start a rhetoric that somehow because you live somewhere, that that makes you better than somebody else who lives somewhere else, that is a dangerous ideology because that turns into like the fuel for a war machine. Oh, like, absolutely. We can go do this because we're the best. Like, right. And then, like, they should feel lucky that we came and blew up all their buildings. You know, now we'll come in and make it civilized. And they, right. Yeah, they won't have to. Well, they need a little democracy. <laughs> they need some democracy. Demo- democracy comes with bombs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, 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 a, that's in the kit. Every 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 statement where they need a little democracy is followed by a bomb. It's just like even with like I was telling you I was watching that Vietnam uh uh, the Vietnam show. This is like a six part PBS like documentary. It's it's really cool because I I I really love listening to people who were in Vietnam because they proved to me. That no one likes war. No. The people who go to war hate war more than anyone. Because they had to watch people get blown up and after just having a conversation with them 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's, that's I... the kind of stuff. I mean, but in, in that, you know, I was just watching. I was just looking at the entire, like, situation and what was going on in their, their minds. And in a lot of their minds, they were like... We have to go to Vietnam because we're fighting communism. And it's like, I've always been like, in my head, it's never made sense. It's like, why can't people do communism if that's what they want to do? Why do we care? Like, what How? What do you mean that you get to, like, so, de- so democracy can go somewhere and fight. A political philosophy, like, you know, like that's so it's it a okay? weird concept. Like, you're not even fighting for your nation; you're fighting for an ideology. Yeah, and that's 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 a really weird thing. Like, I, I like to me, I've always said that the idea that if you think about Saddam Hussein, right? We literally went into a country and took its leader out and and said, "Okay, you've committed war crimes under what we consider war crimes, and we're going to take you." Bring her back to our country, and then we're going to prosecute you and kill you. Imagine if, if Syria, uh, what's the guy's name that's, that runs Syria? I can't. I always oh, forget no, his name. No. Doesn't matter. But 
Imagine the guy from Syria said, you know what? You bombed the shit out of our country, Trump. Even since you've been in office, you bomb, they're still bombing the shit out of it. Or the, or the country, or Yemen, or take pick any of the ones I talked about earlier. You bombed the shit out of us. Afghanistan, he dropped that huge bomb on Afghanistan, the mother of all bombs. Afghanistan's president decides that's a war crime. You need to come. We're going to come into your into the United States. We're going to take you out of the United States. We're going to come. Uh, we're going to prosecute you and kill you. How? What? Well, I mean, it's it's the same thing. I listen. I do one better. What if they came and after Obama and said, "Look, in the time you were the president, you committed war crimes. We're going to hang you." Yeah. Or. You get shot by a firing squad or something like that. Because then the reality of the situation is is that I think a large amount of the U.S. presidents could be, you know, uh, uh, accused of war crimes. I'm sure that they have been accused of it. And for whatever reason, the political apparatus of the world or whatever made it so that it's the they. they didn't. It's them days. There they go again. The the days were like, okay, his war crimes. You don't. He doesn't get punished. No. But it's Saddam, okay. he got. He, he. You know. He. He's so. He's so horrible. Yeah. People like you know. Gen, you know. Even the the uh, like the illustrious like uh, uh, presidents. Even like JFK. Yeah. That's he committed war crimes. In the most beloved presidents all seem to have been people well, who were still accomplices to acts of um, war crime. If you if you enter any country that you're not invited to and do any type of military action, that is considered a war crime. So imagine how many war crimes there's been over the years. We've never it's, been invited into Syria. We've never been invited into any of those Middle Eastern countries that we've gone into. Going into Afghanistan, literally, we talked about this before. It's been like 17 years we've been there for what? Yeah. For nothing. And we just bombed them last year. And for no explanation of why we bombed them. Maybe, maybe really what this boils down to is, is that... Maybe the reason that we have in this country such a, such a, a negative viewpoint on what's going on in the world is because, I, I mean, I know a lot of people would probably like think that it was messed up to even entertain the idea, but we may be people who are witnessing the end of an empire. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, we might really be viewing this, and, of course, the way this is our world. So the end, the literal end of our world doesn't mean the end of the world. It means the end of how you thought life was. And I think it is very plausible that that's happening right now that we're so. we're experiencing this and of course it, 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 it adds a certain level of chaos to our lives because the world is changing the power in the world is changing and we're not prepared for that change because no we've 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 believed in the rhetoric of 
of what's been going on here. We we said we you know we believe we're living in the best country in the world, and we believe that it will always be safe and things like that. And now, quite honestly, within the last year, I think I've honestly began to think along the lines of, hey, what are you going to do if things go downhill here? Like, how are you going to escape? That's, 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 that. And I think that that, that thing, that question is kind of rattling around. So you're in, thinking for yourself or just the general public? No, I mean like for my myself and, and my your family. family. Yeah. Like you know, I, I imagine that, you know, the Jews in Germany must have had some kind of a you know time where they was like they probably heard stuff and they're like that's not going to happen. Yeah. And then stuff started happening. They're like, "Oh, you know so and so disappeared the other night." And then they, you know, started working on them, and they were like, "We got to figure out what we're gonna do. We got to figure out how to get out of here because we don't know." <laughs> it's kind of like we just feel like something bad is going to happen here because we know that uh, we know, subconsciously we know that this place was created in violence. So, subconsciously, we probably believe that it will end in violence. Well, what, it's, it's, the odds are against us. You start blowing up so many countries and create so many enemies, at some point, somebody's going to do something, you know, and you're not going to see it coming. Technology advances, you know, supposedly 9-11 was done by a guy in the cave in the middle of a country, supposedly. So if if we're supposed to think that's possible, then anything's really possible, you know. So and and the, and the truth of the matter is, is that blowing people's stuff up is one thing, but acting acting in a way that uh, acting in a way that it's kind of been dismissive. Of certain people's problems in the world yeah. is another thing. Yeah, and the funny the thing is, you know, I was just having this thought about. I think it was like the third Iron Man movie, and uh, in the movie, uh, I remember Tony Stark. He's explaining how, at some random time in the past, he he said he created a demon or he created. Um, just in his ignorance, like there was a scientist who he just like didn't have time for. And oh just yeah, shoot yeah. Him away and I know. Stuff. I remember now. And that's so. I think that there's a little bit of that even going on in the world of um the places that could have been helped. Yeah. And were instead taken over and and um, democratized. I guess. Yeah. You know, if that's a word. Um, you know, these, even those types of places, you know, they, you know, there's, like you said, it's, it's just, it just, it seems stacked against us because subconsciously we kind of know that the things that have been going on in the world, in the name of the United States have caused great deals of pain all over the planet. 
So those 470,000 Syrians that have died, they all have families. They have family members that are going to survive this tragedy, right? You don't think one of them's going to be, you know, every one of those you've now created an enemy of the United States. That's what they said. That's what they were were talking about on that Vietnam um, show. They were saying the, the one general or something, he was saying, like, the problem with guerrilla warfare is is when you kill somebody you kill one person and you create like four or five different people a family tree of anger yeah like you create four or five people from killing one person yeah so that's the entire that that's why they they weren't prepared for that's why they weren't prepared for uh, the guerrilla warfare in Vietnam. And similarly, when all that stuff started in the Middle East and they had them insurgencies and stuff. That's all they were talking about. They were talking about people. You were killing people and you were creating. You were create like even people who maybe were on the fence or who maybe were uh, for the American presence. Once you blow up somebody's cousin and and they, you kill their baby, you you've created a, anybody who's attached to them. You create an entire family full of people who are now well, opposed to you and are gonna probably well, try to. Uh, well, do look what at they can look at nine eleven right. Nine eleven happens next day. We put a face a face on the tragedy. How many car? I mean, I was old, young, old enough to remember every car you see during that time period. Right after that happened, you see kill Osama bin Laden. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like you create you create a country full of people that want to kill another country full of people. And he didn't even, you know, and the thing he did was rather insignificant in the grand scheme of things. When you talk about, yeah, you know, he, oh, yeah, he, yeah. Threw, he flew some planes somewhere. They killed there's people. They killed that many people in thirty seconds. Mm, you know yeah, like and, 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 like you said, for the last what 200 some years, they've been killing multiples of that, probably on a daily basis. And that is that. That's the reality of. What how what is going to happen here? What like what? How does this how does this work itself out? Because it can't just go unchecked forever. No, it's not something that can just be like oh well the you know it's it it just went on this way. No, I don't believe that because I think what what history tells you is that empires Absolutely. rise yeah. to fall. Absolutely. That's that they they that's just what they do. Like that's their nature. There's so, never been any empire that's come up and then it was just like around forever. We have Russia now because ascending, right? But they were the USSR not that long ago. Yeah. So they they crumbled at some point and became Russia. Became, like I said, destruction is part of this. You know, destruction is part of rebuilding. They're ascending. I mean, look at China. China's ascending. I look, they they just in fought less. I got to look at my notes here, but I don't think I have the notes written. Here it is. So in the last like five years, China has taken 68 million people out of poverty. They're ascending. That's amazing, right? That's amazing. So they're doing it in different ways. 
Yeah. And I told you before about like the new Silk Road and what they're doing economically for other countries. They're not trying to in trying to be the 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 enforcer. They're trying to create a, try and create an economy and and a world where yeah, they're still communists and they're doing it their way through the through that that way of doing things, but they're doing it through economics and helping other countries build and and they're they're spending money in other countries where they're building their infrastructure and they're building things and they're building their the new silk road is going to be basically a train that will be able to go to countries across europe in such a short amount of time that people won't be able to ship stuff so instead of shipping stuff it's going to take all that whole industry away and there's going to be a trains that just branch off into other countries everywhere, and it and it moves so fast that, and that's why they're building the infrastructure in the other countries, you know, in Africa, and you know, other countries. I can't remember them all, but you know, through Europe and stuff, yeah. and they're working with Russia too, and that's part of the Middle East stuff, you know, yeah. and they're doing it through economics, and that's going to win. And somebody, somebody somewhere thinks that's evil. Well, yeah. Like somebody somewhere is like, look at them trying to change the way that we do things because we're America, we run everything. And it's like, no, the, the, the global reality is that this is a certain point in time. You know, this, there's a future and, um, and I think anybody, I'm, I'm for anybody who's trying to change just the way that things are done on this planet. Because right now, you know, how many, you know, that you said it took 68 million people out of poverty. In five years. In five years. And here we are in this place, and uh, we. We can barely have any talks about what, why, why poverty is a necessary part of life. To me, is it's the most unnecessary and unproductive part of how we live because you're having these people be throwaway people or something. You, you want, yeah. you want to give them this life with all the cards stacked against them and not and don't want to help them. But you never know what that person could contribute Absolutely. to humanity, and that is that is the fact that that is not an issue in some people's mind makes me understand that there are some people in the world who really just uh, are so disconnected from reality that they don't understand that people are important. It takes you know you. I've never met a person who is a throwaway person. Well, some people can't see past their back, the fence in their backyard. That's, That's true. the problem. You know, you know, they and they, nor do they care to. Yeah, but nor the, do they care to. But the thing is that these people claim to be these highly intelligent people. Yeah. Who see who think that they know what's best for the world. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're letting people in their street starve. It's like how can you how can you possibly think that you can continue in the world as a superpower and you're not even smart enough to understand that 
you can do something about the starving people in your streets. Well, we have like like make America great again, right? Well, you want to make America great, you have to start in America. Yeah. You know, who cares about what goes on outside of America, honestly? You know, uh, they got to people countries have to self-police themselves. We we got to keep our nose out of everybody's business and you know, there's plenty of places in America that are decaying before our eyes that need plenty of help that we can use that $700 billion military expense budget for to fix all those places. In and, one year, you yeah. could do it. And, and that's all it would take. And, you know, as soon as anybody catches a glimpse of the amount of money that they spend annually on military, you begin to understand that they really don't care anything at all about people. Well, you don't, let's not even take the military budget, okay? Let's take the corporate welfare budget. Well, every on every year, per year, they spend $110 billion in corporate welfare. You know who's getting that money? So, that's such an astronomical. Boeing. Like, uh, Nike's getting corporate welfare. They got $2 billion in 2015. Why does Nike need $2 billion? Yeah, man. They want to be mad at somebody. Nis- Nissan, Ford. General Motors, so we bail out Ford and, and General Motors. I don't think we bailed out Ford. I think we just bailed out General Motors. So we bailed them out in 2008, but they still need $2 billion in two fi- of corporate welfare. You, you <laughs> might, they might be mad at somebody with food stamps. Well, yeah. and But hold on. JP, why are we giving banks corporate welfare? JP Morgan Chase, <laughs> Goldman Sachs, all getting corporate welfare. That's something I, will, I can't What understand. the guy that owns Berkshire Hathaway, the Warren Buffett, oh, yeah, Buffett, richest guy in America. Hold on, he got one point three billion dollars in corporate welfare How in two thousand fifteen. But he's he's one of the richest guy. He's smart guy with money. What do you need? What is he? Well, how much could welfare? you? What could you do with one point three billion? You'd be pretty successful. I have no. I have, I don't even have any understanding of what I could do with one point three billion dollars. Huh. Like, and he, but he has it. And uh, it's coming out of your paycheck for whatever reason. Whatever but we're we, paying for it. We yeah, we're we, paying for it. Yeah, we. we that's because <laughs> we like him. Right. We're so we're making the rich richer that don't need the money. That makes make, sense. Yes, it makes sense because these people are criminals, and that is that is the that is the I think the number one thing to remember here. A yes. person can talk slick in your face. But at the end of the day, these people uh, are profiting off of you in ways that you don't even comprehend, and that's the thing. That's that's the and, thing and then, no, who's, who can stop it if you well, don't even know it's happening? Really? And then they demonize social welfare. Yeah, and social mean. welfare. That's what I mean. You would be mad at somebody a drop in a bucket over. Like we got drug test social welfare. Okay, well, why don't you start drug testing the politicians that are making up these yeah. crazy laws? Because that's who needs to be drug. Stop then, drug testing people in general. Because yeah, drugs is our people. You, you right. Whole, you are drugs. That's what it is. You stuff like that. That's another thing. That's how you know that you want to talk about freedom. You don't have the yeah. freedom to put things in your body that you think might help you. Right. So it's like. It, I mean, and you got to volunteer. Well, you're volunteering though. 
it's all it, 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 if you want that job you got to volunteer to do it that's the thing yeah, that's it's and that's such a disgust it's just it's disgusting like what, what's going to happen the day when they stop letting people when they start testing people for sugar do you got any sugar in your blood no well we can't do that too many Man. corporations making money off that sugar. Yeah, yeah you that, know? that'll never happen. You know, sugar, yeah, sugar. People fight Guaran- wars over sugar. I guarantee you, sugar is far more harmful than any pot anybody's it's, ever smoked. It's, it kills all kinds of people all the time, you know. But but it's similar to you know, um, it's, to, it's similar to like cigarettes. You know, yeah. it's like it, it, you know, cigarettes take all kinds of people out. If there was anything else that took that many people out, they'd be like, "Well, we got to outlaw, yeah, outlaw this." But it it, it keeps going because cigarettes literally say on the side it will give you cancer if you pay seven dollars to buy this and smoke it. When I stopped smoking, I was like twenty. I was in like my mid twenties. Yeah, and I smoked since I was sixteen. Like I was sixteen, like twenty something. And I remember it was like five dollars and something like to buy a pack at that time. And I was just talking to somebody today. Um, I was talking to, uh, uh, I you know uh, Ryan Ryan Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was talking to him. And he was talking. He was telling me how he just started smoking cigarettes again. And how he had stopped for a little while. Um. And I told him, I was like, you know, the thing I can never get over is that when I was smoking, it didn't have any benefit to my, like, there was no thing that it, it didn't bring me good thoughts. It was just, it didn't do anything but impact my health in a negative way and be a pastime. That's all it really was. It's socializing. I mean, I it guess is. that's how it, star- it starts. I don't know. I never smoked, so. No, that, that, that's exactly how it started with me. Like, it was a social thing. My friends smoked cigarettes. Eventually, they were like, yeah, you want one? And I'm like, forever, I was like, nah, I don't smoke cigarettes. You know, and then eventually, it just kind of, you, you become a part of the culture. And, you know, it's, uh, you hear somebody say, I'm, I'm going out to smoke a cigarette. And you like, oh, I'll go with you. Maybe that's why I don't socialize very well. I don't smoke. I never smoke cigarettes, and I've never drank. So I guess maybe that's why I don't socialize very yeah, well. I mean, yeah, that's really <laughs> the thing, man. Like, I, I mean, me and my friends, we kind of started drinking and smoking early. So it was like, I mean, I was never a big drinker, but uh, I do drink from time to time. You know, I don't. I. No, I don't care. That's nothing wrong with it. I just never chose to do it. It's a good idea. It's a good idea not to because I've had I've I've had alcohol destroy the whole days of my life. You know, like <laughs> you know, take forty eight hours of being in a bathroom because I had one night of drinking. You know, yeah. I, man, the, the diff- there's nothing quite like throwing up on yourself. And being too drunk to care, you know, like I'm like glad I never experienced that. Oh man, it's not a, it's not a, because when you, because you have like little like tidbits of memories, you're like, yeah, like I was that that, that was you, that was you last night in a puddle of puke, because you 
wanted to take one more shot. Like eh. I was just always fearful I'd be violent. Uh, that I, was my my fear people, of it. Some people are like that. Me, I'm very <laughs> bubbly and happy drunk. You know, I, you know, well, I love everybody. I was <laughs> always like trying to fight everybody when I was younger. So then I was like, well, if I start drinking, am I going to be like a violent per like worse than I am Maybe, not drunk? Yeah. You know, is yeah. it going to amplify that that whatever that is in me that you know makes it me want to fight everybody you know it definitely could you know i, I tried I, to start enough fights when i was so sober, when the sober yeah. i i didn't need any <laughs> i didn't you were drunk on anger yeah, you know? i wasn't you know it didn't take much it was it wasn't hard to get it started yeah you're drunk on anger so i mean uh but yeah alcohol is one of the i think that that's alcohol is the I think like the one of the most important like uh, indicators that like look alcohol kills way more people yeah. than illicit drugs every year you know car accident wise all kind you know kills how many people that don't even drink all kinds of stuff yeah it kills people that don't even drink you so know? you know the as long as Cigarettes and alcohol are legal, and stuff like weed is still illegal in certain places. That lets me really understand, like, you know, you you don't don't give me this idea that you're doing this for the public safety. No, they don't care. Yeah, like you're not the doing problem- this. We you still let us. I mean, it, you still let us eat stuff that's pretty much killing us. Yeah, like we, you know. <laughs> alcohol and cigarettes don't only help the pharmaceutical companies. They're giving them more customers. They give them customers. We, yeah. it, it's been proven how many times that that marijuana and, and derivatives of marijuana help people in certain medical issues. Yeah. You know, seizures, that kind of stuff. It's a, it's, you it know, went, and it's it went takes from, takes their customers away. You know, uh, you know. And I didn't even know anything, like, I didn't know much at all about marijuana until I went to uh, college and I did, like, a report on it. And that's when I really understood, like, there was a propaganda, like, smear, like, campaign Mm -hmm. since the four. Like, people were still, I'd say, as little as 10 to 20 years ago, people were still running off of propaganda that was formed in, like, the 40s. We like, hold on to that stuff. Yeah. Like, why, know, I don't they, understand why that is. Madness and stuff. Like, yeah, they held on to that because we hear, hold, once we, they did the research, they didn't They didn't tell anybody, like... Why do we hold on to those, like, myths? They're really, like, myths to me. Like, you know, and I've never smoked pot, and I've never done any drugs, but, like, I don't care. I think it's 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 just madness to me. There's a lot of places that have legalized all of it, yeah. and they're better off for it. Yeah, because you're not criminalizing it. How many know? people go to jail over, like... You want to criminalize somebody who's an addict. That's a medical issue. That's a... You know what I mean? Like, this person... All right, this person needs help. And then you're going to take them and put them in a situation to make their life worse... And then, so they can get out and then be worse off. It's like, treat, treat, well, treat what's going on here. How many people have we taken, young people, and they've gone to jail for the smallest amount of whatever, yeah. 
and it's just you know they've never they've gone into jail and come out worse criminal than them before they went in jail yeah and it destroyed their life over nothing jail can be like a school for a criminal yeah like you can you can go to jail and you got meals to eat and it's like going to co- people, criminal yeah, college you got people to, to conspire with and talk to when yeah. you get out like so that's a ruined life for what just it it i think the purpose of it is now in these times it definitely fuels this this private this private prison situation. Oh, yeah. You know they they you know as soon as I knew it was a problem as soon as I understood that people were making money off of people going to jail. I was like, wait, that's a problem because then that means that they're gonna have influence over people to make rules to bring people in to their prison. Well, Jeff Sessions owns part of a prison. That makes sense. That makes that that's mean, a problem. I didn't know that, but that makes perfect sense. That's a problem. That's a conflict of interest. Like, uh, I mean, like, uh, hardly none other. Like, that's wild. We're we're what per capita our most imprisoned country in the world. Yeah, per capita. Most imprisoned people in the. It's in, crazy. And, and and the thing about it is, it's like. But we're civil. We're supposed to be the most civilized. Yeah, but and uh, um. I know somebody. And it was uh, the, um, I forget his name, but uh, he wrote a book. Um, it's called "Civilized to Death," <clears throat> and uh, I I heard him when when he when when I first heard him say the name of, of the book. I was like, "That's the that's really what it is. That's that's what I've always been trying to say. Like we've been civilized to the point where." We no longer act naturally. Like, anything natural is weird to us. It's weird for people to be naked. It's weird for people to um, experiment with the plants and things around them to see it's what just nature. they do. Yeah. It's just nature. It's, 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 to some people, it's, it's weird to uh, even do something like put your feet in the grass. Yeah. There's certain people who don't have any kind of like contact like that with nature at all. It's uh, um, there's a whole bunch of things about just how we live that is so contradictory to how nature works that it's almost kind of it's like it's setting us up. It's it, it's like. It's like, yeah, you can live in all this luxury and all this stuff. But the reality of the situation is that you've been completely, like, uprooted from your nature. And now, you you, you know, I think that that part in us, it eats at us. It eats at us to, to, to know that I... Our ancestors would probably look at us like we were insane. Uh, Look at these people, like running around, not even caring about their family. Just they just go work for some dude all the time. Like they they must, you know. The the I always um, quite often I find myself thinking in the mind of like my ancestors. And a lot of the time, like, I'm just ashamed at myself. Like, I'm just like, 
I was looking at it like they would be like, "What are you doing? Like you, you, you know that this is not going. Like this isn't working. It doesn't work well for you, but you just continue it because it's the status quo. It's, it's everyone else is living similarly to you, so you're living like them. When in reality, you understand that." To attain the types of freedom that you actually want, you would have to detach from this. And um, I think that I think with the conspiracy theorist mind, you always get to that place of: is this something I have to get away from completely? That's where I'm at. I just can't. I can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's 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 what some people people get to that point. They're like. Do I have to really withdraw from all of this because um, it just doesn't make sense? I I can't deal with the eight the the just the non flexibility of of this is you have to be here this time you have to leave it this time if you don't do this 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 will happen if you don't show up on Saturday this I can't deal with that. That's the most disgusting. I, I can't most, I can't deal with it's it. It's literally the most disgusting part of my life the fact that i've um and that's why i think for, for, for somebody like you like that's you know i commend you for 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 taking a chance on yourself because the reality now of course there's ups and downs yeah yeah absolutely yeah absolutely it's real but to 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 have the uh the fortitude to actually well, to actually do, to actually be like, all right, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm still in this point where I'm still trapped in that. Like I, I go to work, and I just feel like an enslaved person. Like I just. <laughs> well, for me also, it's it's part of learning about myself too. Was like I realized after how many times that. I just don't do well in that scenario. I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna thrive in that scenario. I never do. You know, I'm very good when I'm doing my own thing, and somehow, some way, I make it work. Hmm. You know, and I, I tell my, I tell like my family and stuff. I'm just good at muddling. I kind of muddle my way, like I'm a professional muddler. I just kind of muddle my way through things, and yeah. it, it somehow it gets done. I can't. Yeah, you get it done, but at the same time, you're not invested in it. No. I, I, and then you be in a place, and the person wants you to be invested in something that you can't be invested in because you not have any real interest in it. Well, years ago, though, companies, they're like, be loyal. Well, companies were loyal to the people that work there. At least I think. You know, when you're talking about your grandparents and your and your your dad probably still even, you know, the companies were loyal to the to the, the to the workers. There's no loyalty nowadays. No, no, they don't care. They look at you if you fall and hurt yourself. They're, that's what they're worried about. You're, you're gonna because you're gonna now claim unemployment or not unemployment, workman's comp, yeah, yeah. and now the workman's comp insurance is gonna go up at the end of the year because you fell and hurt yourself. Heaven forbid, at, at, you know, on the job trying to make them money. You yeah. know, that's what they're worried about. They don't care. There's no loyalty there. They don't. I've never, I've never seen. Um, where a company it's not conducive to a company to be loyal to anybody because p- 
people change, but a position can stay the same and it can be filled timelessly. Like you can continuously fill it with some other soul who's found himself in a position where he has to um, somewhat uh, demoralize himself in order to fit inside of your uh, uh, role for him that uh, is really actually has absolutely nothing to do with who he is as a person. Like it's not, it's, it's nothing. It's not a part of him, but then over time, you know, it works on you psychologically. And now you find yourself at like your house thinking about things at work. Yeah. When, and not being present there. That's, right, that's right. another part. It's just infuriating to me. Like, I should never have. I should never be thinking about some uh, work at my house. Should be and opposite. I don't even see these people. I don't even see my family as much as I believe I should. Yeah. So when you do the math, you probably spend more time with these with, people, with these people who than really you. don't care anything about. Me. No. Which is, I mean, somebody might look at it like, well, that's just how it's supposed to go. No, to me, that is insanity. That is a form of insanity where you're gonna you're gonna spend your life around people who have no real interest in who you are or want to see you uh, flourish, fulfilled and flourish. Yeah, uh, you're gonna spend all this time around these people and um, convince yourself that. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you didn't want to be with your family and things like that. And that's, like I said, as I get older, I've seen people. I've seen people who've had that philosophy in life. And I've never, ever wanted any of their lives. Because they just become, you know, there's nothing like uh, uh, the disconnect of uh, people who've been kind of like forced apart by um, definitely within like a family. Yeah. Like in a family, people can be forced apart by circumstances. Like you can, you know, you have a guy and, you know, he works a whole bunch and it completely like destroys his relationship with his like wife or his Mm -hmm. and his kids and things. And, you know, I've seen that happen to so many people that I've refused to let anything like that happen. I don't, I, I try, I go to work, I do the work, uh, in the time that they say they need me, but I don't really, I'm not trying to be there all kinds of extra time because you might say, well, it's just an hour two or something it's like this is like that's time i spend with the people who actually matter in my life like that's the you know you're trying to you know, spend an extra hour so i get home at six yeah. now my kids go to bed at nine yeah so now i have you know? three hours now i get home at six i gotta gotta get in the door eat dinner and then uh, and, and then spend time with them in three hours yeah it's and to me that is an unacceptable thing. And in my life, um, 
I've been around a lot of people who find that acceptable, who think that that's normal, who think that that's somehow is how it's supposed to go. And um, I had to really come to a point where it's like, I know people might think I'm crazy, but I'm sorry. Like my, like my family and myself, that's because, you know, I'm not, I, I would never say that uh, there's no parts of this that is, um, somewhat selfish. Yeah, but selfish is uh selfish is one of those double edged type of things. It's like there is a time to be selfish in life. Time to yourself. You know, you all you know, selfish is always seen with a negative connotation. It's like, oh, you're thinking selfish. It's like, yes, I'm thinking about myself and progressing who I am. And that's necessary in life. But, um, you know, I've never worked anywhere that wanted you to concentrate on developing yourself as a human being. And I've never seen that. I mean, even when you work places that are like, oh, well, we'll send you to school or something like that. Like, they're not doing that because of the goodness of their heart. It's not goodness. It's there was they're gaining. You're go, You wouldn't do this if you weren't gaining something, and that's you know they're that's, gaining that's you. They they're giving you something, but you're also signing a contract with them. Yeah, you know this is they're gaining. You're gaining. Absolutely. This is it's. I mean, I I think that that's like the old myth too, and I think we're. I'm hoping it seems like we're kind of growing out of that too, though. You know, because like it's an old old thought process of you go to work every day and you know play and you just blood sweat and tears and 80 hours a week and you know what i mean like i think it's still prevalent but i think it's getting less and less that's you know? what, uh, yeah and it, i think it, europe like over in europe they do studies and they i mean they they don't work for anywhere near 40 hours a week they, that's because they're old like well first and foremost They've been around longer, and I think that they've realized probably at some point in time in the past that um, at some point in time, the people are going to realize that you don't care about them. Yeah. Like, we, like, at some point in time, like, so you better try to at least keep some kind of charade where they, you know, where you can at least make it seem like you care about the people. And that's because time is the most precious thing to a person. Well, I think for me personally, it's I have a very reciprocating uh, personality. So, like, if you're going to treat... And so, one, that's yeah. why I have trouble with workplaces. Because, like, a, they, the, the, they they treat you a certain way. Well, my personality is very reciprocating. You want to get what you put into me, you get back. So, that's typically why I'm not very <laughs> successful in larger groups. Because... You know, I just, I'm not, I don't put up with crap. I ain't going to take crap from you. Just because you pay me a certain amount of money doesn't mean you get to treat me how you want, talk to me how you want, or impose ridiculous, you know, hours or, or circumstances that I don't agree with. Yeah. And that's all, that all has to do with self-worth that a person finds. Self-worth is, I think one of the most hated things in a workplace by some sort of sure, administrator yeah. or manager or something. Because, I mean, if you think that you can talk to people some kind of wild way or treat people in some kind of way, 
the most dangerous person is a person who has self-respect and who won't stand for somebody doing something that they know they shouldn't be doing. So uh, in the workplace, it, you know, I don't do well usually because I have a respect for myself that they can't really beat out of me. And I'm like, this is what, how different is this than how it was with slaves? Like I always think that in reality, slavery didn't really even go anywhere. Like, I just think people knew, they figured out how to make it nuanced. They and like how morphed to, it into something They else. morphed it into something like, okay, we're not just going to do this to like some African slaves or whoever. We're going to do this to everybody, but we're going to, we have to make it palatable. Yeah. So then you create this system where it becomes normal one day for people to work 40 hours in a week. And they make that normal. Yeah. And so now, you know, even if you work less than that, somehow well, you're something. <laughs> well, the thing about it, though, is it's going to change because robotics is going to come in. Artificial intelligence is going to come in. And then what are they going to do? Because everybody, it's, I mean, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. You know, it's, the, I was reading something where they said like 45% of the people that are working right now will probably, within our lifetime, no longer work. Because robotics are going to come in and companies that all big companies, most of your typical big companies, it's about the bottom line. So if you could pay a robot, you got, they have Will here, they They, have a robot here. They ain't paying nobody. Will cost, Will cost, uh, you know, vacation time, health insurance, uh, you know, workman's comp insurance so like if you're making 15 dollars an hour and i've been in businesses where i've i've seen them analyze it like this i was a production uh a production man basically a production manager Mm -hmm. and i had to put a dollar value on each employee and you know they said okay if this guy makes 15 bucks an hour he's costing us you know like 24 dollars an hour Mm. Okay, so they have a number on that person. You don't think if a, ro- a robot that's going to work for ten years, they're going to get, they're going to say, okay, he's getting this many hours and it costs us this much. You know, it's yeah. going to be simple math. It's going to be simple math. That's what I always said. It's the future is too automated to keep the charade up that you have that people have to work this much. So now we get to you know the the conversation of the, well, I forget what that's called. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, income, universal income. Yeah, you know, but how much? How much do you get? Who has to pay that universal? You know, uh, yeah. like all that stuff. I think realistically, I mean that that, that comes with a whole whole crapload of other problems. The world has to figure out how to eradicate poverty, and that yeah, and, well. and and that is you know who knows if it's something that will work. But at least it's an attempt, you know, at least it's an attempt, at least it's an idea that is getting into the minds of people because poverty, you know, that's the, that was another uh, thing that, you know, I had on, on my list of reasons why people think the world is, you know, going to shit is because poverty is so rampant in the world that it's normal. Yeah, it's normal. Like when you see one of them pictures, one of them kids with like flies on their face, and they just like live on like a trash, 
pile and stuff. That's normal. We know that that exists. We know that that exists and and we've somehow have become so desensitized to it that we just came to peace with it. We just like, oh, okay, well, that's there. Um, That's not my existence. But the way that that works on people, I think, is that you know, people are people are never really satisfied with how much they have. Like, yeah, they always feel the need that they absolutely they feel like because they don't have more that somehow they they are in need. And, and uh, you know, we live existences that teach us this. It teaches us how to. Uh, become consumers that's our probably our one of our main functions in life that we don't really even like consider really the fact that we're we're here to consume we're here to work to buy things to make people rich it's pretty disturbing it's an endless cycle it's endless i had when i was that production manager and really it was just not that even was like a i started as a stock boy (laughs) <laughs> and they gave me a dollar raise a dollar raise to be the oh, production yeah. not i went from 10 to 11 dollars oh. an hour to be the production manager watch out that's making the big bucks yeah you know yeah. what i mean like hey listen i know you're doing that over there but we can, we see that you're pretty smart and you can you could do some things you, do you know how to use excel do you know how to learn these things oh yeah i can yeah, do all yeah. that no problem oh listen all right well we're gonna move you up to 11 I'm like, ooh, watch out. Hold on. Let me, um, $11. Yeah. I was like, oh. Anyways, but, but I talked to this one guy and, you know, we had conversations. Like, it's, it's really, he's like, well, I hate Walmart and I hate this and I hate that. And like, they take in all their, that we know we don't have American made progress. I was like, dude, it's a cycle. I said, it's just a circle of, of, of maddening just purchasing as like you people can't afford to go to buy something made in america is going to cost twice as much so now they have to be able to afford twice as much to be able to spend on that so now they're buying stuff that's made in china well okay well you're mad so because they went to walmart and bought what is in china well that's great but how, if they can't afford what's made in america what are they supposed to do yeah they need to buy food for their family. What are they supposed to do? They're supposed to supposed go to pay double and have no money to get no money to get to work, no gas money. I was like, "That what you're telling me?" So what what is the solution? The solution is that you, uh, you know, the the solution is is that if you're not up on the times, uh, you get left in the dust economically that's probably how it's always happened in the world it's like there's somebody who catches wind of the next uh big economic movement cryptocurrency yeah things like that you know and but at one point in time like you gotta imagine like at one point in time like people really started to like value like the american dollar like in the world right there was a time where nobody considered anything like that money is just crazy to me it's the it's the strangest thing it's a piece of paper with ink on it the weirdest thing about money to me well there's a couple weird things but one of them is definitely the fact that like people act like the economy was like some god-given thing like it was like 
like it was in the Bible or something. It's like, no, people were creating this. People created right. this thing. They created a system. Economy. You, you created a system to create scarcity in certain groups of people. Yeah. So now you have this situation where, you know, we know that it's not like, it's not so hard. Realistically, we have to figure out how to get from underneath what that system created like that it created scarcity in the world it created um poverty and from that poverty came probably the great deal of criminality in the world you know i don't what if you're living in a world and you you can feed your children and things that's gonna, you know, if like you said with the universal income, it's like if you have enough money to feed your children, you would eradicate most of people's criminal behavior. Like, you know what I mean? Like people, people would stop. Like, you know, if you. If you know you can re- you if you know you can feed your kid, why would you risk? It's because it's not enough, though. Uh, you want to consume. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's that. Uh, people I mean, want to consume. They want there more. Will, there will be those people, but there will be some people who would have went in a criminal way, who won't because they have yeah. the ability no, that's true. to just feed their kids. Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of people who. Uh, it's easy to take it for granted that you can feed your children, you know. But I, I, I found I found myself. In, we could play a lot more basketball. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> you know I, I I might have some time to cultivate these things that uh, are are my better attributes, you know, as yeah. opposed to going and working. In a place where nobody even values me, that's, you know what I mean. Like that's 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 the kind of stuff that can change the world. And I hope that people, um, collectively, want to see a world where people can enjoy it. People don't enjoy this world. They, they they relatively don't like that there's there's people who get to do the things that they like and people say well they earned it but you earned it on, on the blood sweat and tears of 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 human beings like people who will never get to live the way that you live and you know I I think in my mind you know I I see the possibilities and that's maddening to me i see the possibilities for this world and it's maddening to me to know that within my lifetime i won't see the eventualization of it yeah we got i think what the point i got to was i had i didn't like so many years of working for other people and so many years of like the conspiracy stuff and like what was i gonna do and then i get to the point where i'm like okay i'm tired of working for somebody making people rich all that kind of stuff all what you're saying and 
like now I, you, you get to the point where you like, how do I use the system is being used to, to make the top 1%, the top 1%. Yeah. How can I use the system being down here to my advantage? Right. So that's kind of why I did the, what I'm doing with the nonprofit, because now I'm taking advantage of the existing system to improve other people's lives. And, and I think that's what we have to figure out. Uh, we have to figure out how to do that. And in turn, I feel like I'm doing something that's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm trying to do that, not just for me, but to show my kids that too. Yeah. It's not about wh- where you, you know, where you live, what you're doing. It's about hopefully making an impact where in a positive way, and I don't always do it right, but I do, I at least try, you know, I'm at least trying and I maybe I won't be successful at it. Maybe I will be, but if you don't attempt, you know, you never know, you know, you have to attempt to find out. Don't run with failure. So failure builds character in yeah, the end. Absolutely. So we just got to get, you know, <clears throat> we got to find a way to help people start to, I guess I don't know. I'm like I I'm also have conversations with Mike, and I'm like, I just want to be like the I want to be able to be the best me I can. Yeah, you know. And if I'm not, I, I, that's where I'm at at this point. You know, mm-hmm. I just and like eating better and and exercising more and whatever, like thinking clearer and like everything. And that's like kind of like trying to accumulate more knowledge of everything Mm -hmm. and you know i started taking like this c60 stuff i never took it supplements or anything in my entire life none of that stuff but like some of the people i've this one guy cliff high he's you know crypto guy and he's really intelligent he knows like somehow knows something about everything he's Mm -hmm. one of those guys like and can talk to anybody i think on anything it seems like Mm -hmm. but he like talks about the c60 stuff i started taking it and like my i get a cut my hand heals faster i just like my knee was hurting the one day from basketball and typically that would have took me longer to like you know it took me like two weeks for that to kind of like not be sore you know mm-hmm. but it felt better in a couple of days and just like i feel seems clearer when i think and like that kind of stuff i have more energy during the day mm-hmm. you know but like just trying to be the best i can be you know yeah, I mean, I think realistically, um, it's easy for me to say too because I'm lucky in the sense that I can, I'm able to do the things I want to do, just because I'm at that point, you know. Yeah, but that I think that that point is a particular place. You know, you have to get to the point where you're like, you know what, I'm so fed up with this yes. that I'm no longer. Uh, going to put it off. I'm going to put my thoughts into action. Yes. And that is... It's so hard to hump to get over. It's, it's hard. It's, but, I mean, that that is, you know, that's the decision everybody has to make for every part of life. You have to get to the precipice, to the point where you're, uh, you've reached the point of no return, where uh, you've been... You, you, you've taken in enough stimulus to... To make you act on something, mm-hmm. and that's I, I see myself going in that direction, and um, I just hope that what I, the, I just hope that it's not something drastic that makes me go. 
well, Uber. I uh, wonder if it's like an age thing too. I think it's partly an age. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like as you're getting older, you're getting more experience. You understand the world more. You, you've lived through more things. You've yeah. lived through good and bad. And it kind of pushes you there, you know? I, I grew up. I was raised by people who believed that I was going to live a particular type of life that I actually have no interest in. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, in discovering who I actually was as opposed to the person who I was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I set a different uh, course for my life. And uh, I think a lot of this has to do with... Um, you know, just the fact that we're more, uh, I don't, we seem to be more intelligent in these times than at any other time. Um, I know I read something that said that um, global IQ um, had risen 20 points since 1950. Huh. Um, so people are, uh, taking in more information but i you know i don't know what makes i don't know i don't know how you completely measure intelligence yeah um you know there are because for as many things as you can learn in a book um the greatest teachers seem to be things that aren't really in books see like iq is like a weird one for me iq is a book smart thing right how do you put an IQ on a painter? Yeah, you can't. Right? How, you know what I mean? Like, he's intelligent in a creative way. His intelligence is... And uh, you can't put a number on that. Yeah, it's it's the sum of his... Uh, of the things he's learned and experienced. Um, so, if I, like I said, I don't think anybody has a real... Like, I think there's so many different ways to measure intelligence. Yeah. Nobody really has, has knows exactly what intelligence is. So, from one standpoint, we're living in times where we're the most intelligent people who've ever lived. Yeah. And at the same time, you could flip that on its head and say that we're so out of tune with nature that our intelligence yeah, is, that's true. is rather meaningless. Like, we don't... <laughs> we, 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 we've become educated to stupidity. Well, so it, well, it's like if there was some kind of uh, apocalypse of some sort, how many people you think would survive? I don't know. Like how many people could like go and farm their food? Or if they had to, right? I mean, I'd be shit out of luck. As a culture. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, what would... I'd have to somehow barter... Or some something of that sort, you know? Yeah. As a culture of people, we're obsessed with that scenario. Like that's I always oh, said yeah. that that's where the Walking Dead and yeah, absolutely. stuff like that comes from. Because a part of well, you know, I I've I've been you know, I've been watching the Walking Dead for some time now. Yeah. And uh you know, it's not the only kind I just started watching Lost. That uh, Oh yeah, the, the island one? The, the one on the yeah. island from Back in like yeah, the early I watched, 2000s. I watched it from beginning with my wife. We watched that thing from beginning to end. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just at the beginning. And, um, you know. That's a pretty it, crazy show. It, it seems, it already seems crazy. 
But I don't know why I, I waited so long though. Though I think I didn't want to get caught in the hype of it. You know, I was, I was you know, in two thousand, I was like thirteen. Yeah, like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, he, so, yeah. He, so like I weren't ready for Lost. No. <laughs> so, um, but in those types of shows, you see, and I felt what it. You know, like you know. I'm watching the beginning of this show, so I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, you know what? It would be nice to get in a plane crash and just be on an island, like, on a beach, like, with no responsibility. Like, not that they didn't have responsibilities, but, like, not the responsibilities of the world. Right, right. Like, the wor- like I-, I sort of feel like the culture, there's a part of the culture that wants all of this to go away. It just wants to, that wants to, this end of the world, that's part of the end of the world crazes that keep going around, why every year that, you know, there's always an end of the world prophecy. And there's a pastor calling for it. People want it to happen. They want this to come to an end because they know that their existence is torturous. They're, they're like, they're like, uh, I'm not really, li- what am I living for? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Walking Dead, you know, people who um, sometimes live rather meaningless existences in the regular world could become important people in that, in, in that world after the civilization. The CEO of a company is not important in The Walking Dead. No, he just you know he's probably one of the first people to die. Absolutely, like you know. He, he, I like often think that you know the people that would survive something like that are the people that are struggling now. Yeah, they have the best chance to survive because they're in that. they're in the struggle. That is, they're not they're not you know. I think the Amish. Think, oh yeah, absolutely. Because they're the farming. Yeah, even care. They wouldn't blink. They they'd, wouldn't, be like, they'd, they'd be like, good. <laughs> more, like, more, <laughs> la- more land we can buy. They'd be like, we told you guys, <laughs> we told y'all that there was that there wasn't real. We told y'all that all that electricity, and yeah. your cars, and all that well, stuff is going to fail. This horse is still here. I didn't had eight generations. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let them fool you. They got phones in their in their in their barns and stuff. They got some phones. Yeah, they got electric. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> it's the Amish, uh, Amish. Uh, but I mean, the farmers, energy. you know, they had the best chance. They got the best, the number one thing people would want in the something scenario like that. They got the food. It when so, if something if it collapses or, or there's a collapse or some kind of natural catastrophe, t- there's. Money doesn't matter anymore. You you go back to like the bare bones. Your food and water is the only thing that matters. And if you don't have it, you ain't you're not gonna go buy it for a dollar. People are gonna laugh at you. Yeah. You, know, you want my water? <laughs> give me your dollar. Yeah, okay. The bank just blew up two days ago. Yeah. I gotta give a shit about a dollar. Yeah, Look at no. Venezuela. Venezuela, they don't care about money in Venezuela. You know what they're doing? They're fighting over... They're, they're eating zoo animals. When you see what happens in any kind of disaster, civilization gets stripped down really quick. Like, the, you know, the, all when they talk about people looting and doing stuff like yeah. that, that's how easily you can say, all of this is bullshit. Like, this, like I'm going to... 
literally just I don't care if I'm going to jail or whatever. I'm going in this store and I'm gonna get some food for people. You know, that's how quickly it breaks down. So I think on some level people just kinda want the big one to happen. They they seem to just they want this this new world to come about and they and people seem to have a subconscious understanding that it it like it can't happen without destruction. Yeah. So I mean how that destruction happens I don't know. I don't know how it happens. But people want something new. People don't want this continuous existence of you got all these things you want to do with life and so many limitations put on you. I mean, I honestly don't see... I see corruption from top to bottom. Local government, federal government, everywhere. So how do you how do you rid a country of that, of that corruption? There's really only one way. And that's for it to completely start over. Yeah. You know? And... I mean, I just don't see any other other way of of things improving from that standpoint. So, do I want a little apocalypse? I'm not gonna lie; I wouldn't. I would be okay with it just from you, that from that standpoint. I think there's a lot of people who, yeah. think, who think, look, something new needs to happen. It needs flipped upside down. This can't continue this way because well, it's won't. not conducive to anybody. Uh, except for the the people who seem to be uh, the the construction the, the people who constructed all this the they the they the they the they <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's it's a matter of time and like you said every empire has its day it's just there's gonna be a point and and it's the, the with the amount of corruption that is going on every day and in local government and federal government, I just don't see how at some point there's going to be a breakdown and, and people are going to go into the streets. Something's going to happen, whether it's, you know, what happens if, if the elect, the, the, the power grid in, in this country is so old and so just wait. I mean, one little solar flare. That's sad. Solar flares, man. We'd yeah. be in trouble. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Yeah, if solar flare hits, you better find a cave. And not only that, but your bank account is digital. Yeah, so all that is gone. Is gone. So now what? If you woke up tomorrow, I think if you woke up tomorrow, if people woke up tomorrow and they... And, Maybe that's how it happens in the end. Maybe that's how people... Maybe that's how all this descends into chaos. Like, one day, everybody wakes up, and every dollar that they ever thought that they had has disappeared because it's been, I don't know, liquidated or something, because they... uh, A bank... called their debts. Well, they call it a bank... (coughs) They say a bank holiday, right? The banks just don't open again. Yeah, this is that, like, that's look, the rumor never, that's been never the rumor for that's been going on for this is hundreds like, of years. You <laughs> know, like well, come a time, it's like look, yeah. it's over. I mean, and in that day, I think a lot of people would uh, be relieved because then you you take a step back into the wild. It's like caveman day. days. 
Yeah, you take a step back into the wild. You take a step back into the time where, um, you know, uh, you have to, 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 to really work to live, and because all of this is just toil. It's just well, is that you, nature's way of take weeding out the weak? It's possible. I mean, that's that's definitely possible. But like I said, I don't. I, I mean, I can't say that I was something I want to happen. No, I would. But at the same time, like I want. That'd be I saying want you want millions of people to up. die. Because yeah. that's what happened. I don't want millions a whole, yeah. of millions of people would die, and you don't want, the want purge that. To happen. No, and you did know? you see that movie? No. Oh man, I've been trying to watch it. We I, saw it. I've been trying to watch it, but I, I, I every I'm, time I, I, I was going to watch it, something happened. I can't even watch movies anymore because I'm like, this shit probably goes on. This probably going on. This they're just taking like real life episodes anymore, and I can't even deal yeah. with it. It's just it's ridiculous. I mean. The, the the it was a good movie, but like the disturbing, like it was a reality probably to it. You think that could happen? I think twenty years from now, like is that one of those things where we're self fulfilling prophecies, where we're just you know it's out there? I mean, there's been four movies of it, and tons of people have gone and watched it. Yeah, um, I think I think anything is possible here. Like I, mean, I can see the government trying to do that shit. Yeah, I mean, I can. I mean, I can. I, I think anything is anything is possible here. And if you want to give it the span of twenty years, you never know what this place is even going to look like in five. My so, my fear is I'm going to be like sixty five when all this stuff goes down, and yeah. I'm going to have no means to like. That's why you got to start. Getting, <laughs> that's why you got to get your body together. Because twenty saying. years. That's why know, I'm trying to play basketball still. You never know what's going to happen. You never know, you know, you just don't know. You don't, you figure, um, you figure, you know, with something like Nazi Germany, you know, how many people ever thought that anything like that was remotely possible? Yeah, right, right. Like they, they, they did, you know, they, they must not have understood what could happen. Because eventually, look, these people got bombed. These people got... I remember they said that... They, seeing the picture, they took the barrel full of money to get a loaf of bread. Oh, yeah. They were just burning this stuff. You use it for firewood. And these people, it, 10 years before that, they didn't have any idea that anything like that was possible. Yeah. Oh, listen, it could end tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, the banking system could fall tomorrow. It's it's a disaster. It's just waiting. It, they've been saying it's going to happen for years now, but you could wake up tomorrow and go to your use your Mac card, and you're like, what what is going on here? I, I had five hundred in there, and, and now it's not even letting me take anything out. What and then you what you do? Do like I mean, I mean that's where I think the importance of actual real relationship with people who actually care whether or not you live or die, that's the, to me, that's always been the realest form of currency. The realest form of currency... Sense of community. Is community and meaning something to someone. Yeah. Like, because, uh, you know, if, if there's a person who, anybody in your life who, who, who wants to make sure that you don't fall, you know that's that's so much more important than 
having large sums of money because oh, we're all going to have the ups and downs of, you know, life is just, you know, that's, that's what it My does. ultimate fear is it happening in general. I got a daughter in California. How do I get to her? Yeah. Communication goes down. Things like that. That's the reality. I got one in Baltimore. You know, yeah. it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, you got to hope. They make it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the reality. You, you know, and as a dad and they're girls, yeah. it's even worse because you're, you know, protective, even really? more protective. Yeah, really. You know, unfortunately, like a boy, you're like, okay, well, they can protect the, the idea you that they can protect like them. Yeah. You know, you, they have a better chance. But, like, you know, uh, I don't know. I. It's, a, it's weird. It's, it's strange. weird to know just how uncertain people can be uh, about this situation and the fact that the reality is is that all right there's certain people who don't think anything about this kinds of things you know some people think that these things are just far flung and outside of the realm of reality they think they're crazy talk yeah they just think it's crazy but the fact that 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 you know that this this current paradigm that we live in could fall apart overnight. And the fact that we don't, that, you know, nobody really knows what they could actually do about it. It makes, there's a subtle anxiety inside of the American psyche. Like we, it's, it's kind of like the, um, the way I was, uh, think about it. It's like <clears throat> it's like when you're playing that game, you know, a basketball game. Like you get, you know, let's say somebody they call a foul, you know, and they say somebody fouled you, but really, that like, you know he didn't foul you. Yeah, and you go to the line, and that guilt is kind of like in your head and then you end up missing the foul shot it's quite it's, yeah you know it's, it's similar yeah. to what this situation here is we have this we know that this is probably one of the greatest perpetrated crimes to ever happen on the face of the planet but <clears throat> you know we we still believe that it's going to be okay. You know, we still believe that it works out well when we know that its beginnings um, would tell us something different. And that works on people, even if you don't think about it consciously. Yeah. It works on people. But the thing I think that we got to remember is that this is just a country. This is just a nation in this world. Yeah. And ultimately, it could be possible that the the, the, the passing of the torch, so to speak, into something different has to do with um, the destruction of certain parts of this. Because it's this that seems to keep a lot of wars going on. Yeah. 
a lot of <clears throat> um, just just uh, struggle. Not to say that the United States hasn't been responsible for great things. Right. No, I would never right. say anything like that. But ultimately, I feel like when you put out a lot of negativity into the world, it has to come back to you. Yes. Karma. And, I mean, karma is a, is a, is, you know, at the end of the day, karma is just a word. Karma is a word to explain a process of life, mm-hmm. something, an observable process of life of when you do certain things, certain things seem to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's, that's what we're dealing with in just this country. Now think about it. This is just the, you know we 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 live in this country and we think you know maybe everybody thinks like this in the world, but it's not like that. The truth of the matter is, is that there's other people. There's some people in the world who don't even know none of this is going on. Right. There's some people in the Amazon who've never seen none of this, and it would seem completely alien to them. Well. I- Really, in reality, it's like that. It's you see those kids that were um, caught caught in the cave in Thailand. Yeah. So, fifty years ago, we would have never known about that. No. So know. So now, but because of the internet and because of worldwide news, right? We do know that. But you see what Elon Musk did with that. Talk about a positive thing. Uh, yeah, man, he's like a real life superhero. But did you see what he he did with the social media? He basically went on and put it put a thing on social media and got and said, "Listen, let's let's brainstorm everybody. Send me your ideas of how we can help them, and I will fly over there and I will present them to the I don't know what I get I don't know if there's a president of yeah, Thailand, yeah, whatever it is, yeah, the government, and and he and that's what he did. He came up with his own idea and then he took everybody's idea, picked." you know decide which one was the best and they seem like they're i mean i don't know anything about drilling and any of that stuff but you know he he said okay went over there and presented it to the the, you know the government or whatever they didn't choose to use his but it was crazy like he first he he knew what was going on because of where we are you know on the other side of the world knew something like that was going on first off and the fact that he could use and get ideas from how many millions of people just because they look at his Twitter feed, yeah. you know, is pretty, I, pretty incredible. Pretty incredible, man. He's a, you know, I know he just said that he's, he's trying to fix this Flint water. I know, but he's also part of corporate welfare. I believe that too. <laughs> that space program, he's like, yeah, I'm sending rockets. No, me and you are sending rockets because yeah. we're paying for it. <laughs> Send them. Send but, them rockets. Yeah, I saw about Flint too. I thought that was pretty cool. I think he, I think he is, is a good dude. I think he wants to see a better world. I have, I have a general, yeah, I have a generally good feeling about him. I mean, I know he, he, I mean, somebody pointed out to me that. That he kind of like fits the mold of like a supervillain because it's like he's doing all of these things. Sometimes villains are villains are good. Sometimes yeah, sometimes know, they're doing good. I mean that's what people. I've always i i've i've often rooted for the villain. You know, I've, it's like uh, Bane in in Batman, right? 
Yeah. You know, he was a villain, but some of the things he did were kind I of weirdly I, right. Some of the stuff he said I agreed with, definitely. That's the best thing that they do, I think, in, in like, comic book movies. Yeah. The, the humanization of the villain. Yeah. You know, the villain's not just this person it's, who woke up one day and was just like, I'm going to do bad things. But like, it's the same thing with the Joker. Yeah, it's the joke. The Joker, I think, is the greatest yeah. uh, example of um, uh, of of what what is the villain's mind? You yeah. Know, the vi- why, why is he a villain? Why is he opposed to the person who's trying to save the day? And, you know, well, somebody like the Joker... Like, all right, well, he's, you know, he, in reality, he's going, it's two criminals going at, to, to war with each other. Batman is all, Batman's always, I think he said, he said he's always been a criminal. You know what I mean? He's always been outside of the law. Right. You know, it's just, he, he fought Vigilante for certain things. Yeah. And he was trying, you know, the Joker pretty much, I, I there was this documentary about, I think it was about the Joker, like just the character in itself. And they were saying that the one part about the Joker is that he suffered from, um, I forget what they called it. It was like hyper realism or like he was, he was overly like, he was overly cognizant of the world. Like he understood what was going on in the world so much that it, like it made him do certain things because he understood that the the like the nature of the world on a more visceral level, like he understood the dirtiness, so to speak, of the world, to the point where he was like, I kind of got to do some stuff to the people who control all of this mm-hmm. in order to bring about change. And that's usually kind of how it works with villains. Like that's, they kind wanna... of, that's pretty much Bane was saying too yeah. in that in yeah. his movie. I mean, his general that was kind of what he was saying. Yeah, he was saying like all these people getting rich out here yeah. and not caring about the people, and everybody. I think that that movie kind of showed what um, another thing that people dream of, and that's the. The taking back of wealth and property by people who've been disenfranchised and um, put in the lowest levels in society. Um, it's it, you know that it's that 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 you know you know Carl I think it was Karl Marx in the, in the um, I remember when I. I read part of like the Communist Manifesto, and they were saying that pretty much that's the story of civilization is it's class struggle and class warfare, and mm-hmm. uh, eventually, you know, the people, the proletariat, get to this point where they're just like, we're not like we're gonna fight you physically, like we're gonna but fight they're, you. But they they end up taking from quote unquote the middle class or or the upper middle class. They're not taking from the Right, the top one yeah. percent. Yeah, and that's where we go wrong. Yeah, you know we got it. We got you know the top one percent create more division and just overall 
just chaos. Well, they they they, they sacrifice us. They put the they put the world together. You know what I mean? Yeah, they I they hold this world together. You know, they're the reason why <laughs> this world is the way that it is, and uh, it works well for them. Right. And as long as it works well for them, and they continue to have the power to facilitate the world, then um, this continues. And you that's why you need new ideas and new perspectives and a genuine love for people in order to change the situation. Because without the love for the people, it can't happen. Right. It can't happen because you... you you won't have anything. You won't have. You won't have the right fuel. Right. Yeah. You won't have it. No. Yeah. Did you see that guy? The uh, the other thing I thought was pretty cool. I was reading this was like a month ago. There's this. Uh, I have to. I forget what his name was. Some boy in slat was his name. He's like this kid that was. He's like twenty. Not kid to me. Twenty three years old, and he invented a thing. Like a, uh, it's gonna go out in the ocean, and it like collects the all plastic. The plastic. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. I, I was reading that, and I he was only like, him. he was only like set. I think, I forget what age when he started the idea. Yeah. but he was young. He was young. Like I remember seeing something about him, like years and years ago. Yeah, but it's crazy to be like he's twenty three now. You know, and but it's he was and it's young. But it's gonna happen like with soon. I think. I think in the next year. Yeah, people need to start putting. The, they need to put and the good ideas of the people to use. And they start. At, well, Adidas actually started using all that plastic in their shoes. They sold a million pairs of shoes that's used cool. with that recycled plastic. You know that's cool. We yeah. should all buy more Adidas shoes. Yeah, buy, buy Adidas. Because that's pretty awesome. Don't buy Nikes. They don't use. Well, Michael Jordan would appreciate you buying Nike. He's got to pay for those Bobcats, man. He does. And And his gambling habit. You know that? You imagine how much money he's probably lost gambling. Him and Charles Barkley. Oh, man. I was listening to something. I was listening to some interviews, and they were just talking about how rampant, like, gambling is, like. In in basketball? basketball players. Oh, really? In basketball players. Like, they said, like, it was just like out of control. Like there's, there's people just literally losing like tens of thousands of dollars, like in an airport, like just waiting. But how many is? I mean, remember Antoine Walker? Yeah, broke. Yeah. Made like hundreds of millions of dollars in his career. He's broke. Yeah. I mean, Allen Iverson. He. I mean, he's bankrupt. He just filed bankruptcy like a year ago or something like that. And he made probably, I mean, what was his shoe deal worth? With he was probably his shoe deal was probably worth two hundred million. Yeah, but I don't know. The president of the United States filed bankruptcy. So well, the, it's like, yeah, I don't ever know what bankruptcy really means. Cause well, that's true. To me, it's like that sound. It always sounded like, oh, you're about to like get kicked out of your house. Right. And you that's what I think of bankruptcy. Stuff like that. But the truth of the matter is, bankruptcy is like a renegotiation of your. Debt or something like that's that's what yeah that's true. I don't know what it is. Like I don't. Uh, I think the president did it three times. I think yeah, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, well, some was... some conspiracy people believe that's why he's president. Some believe he's there to renegotiate a bankruptcy of the America. Uh, well, 
that makes sense. Yeah. So that's like, listen, he's he's like a boss of negotiating, and you know, Mister Bankruptcy, and he's done it three times. <laughs> that's why. That's why we put him in there so yes. he can no- negotiate the reset, the the bankruptcy of America. Yeah. I mean, we are twenty one million dollars in debt, so I mean, yeah. you know. Who knows how, how much? Many, how many? How much is it? Twenty-one million. But that's what they can keep track of. There's also twenty-one million. Twenty-one million dollars in debt. It's not trillion. Oh, I'm sorry, trillion, trillion. Oh, trillion. I was like, if the twenty-one million, what's his face? Somebody got it. Yeah, yeah. No, twenty-one trillion. He has twenty-one million probably. But twenty-one trillion and uh, and what's her name? Catherine Austin Fitz said that they've they've taken twenty trillion dollars and just put it in a black hole that nobody knows about yeah, money is like missing yeah you know, there's um the one dude uh, uh steven greer um he led he well he leads like the disclosure project uh-huh uh where they're trying to get the governments of the world to admit to their um dealings with extraterrestrials and things like that mm-hmm. but he's always talking about he said you know his theory has always been that that money just went into like what he calls unacknowledged projects yeah you know, the black projects yeah, black projects yeah you know, and that you know that's where all that money went and to build, I, like, a space army or something. something yeah, like, like all I mean, kinds of stuff, yeah. I mean, now Trump got this space corps or Yeah, whatever. that's how messed up is that? We, we can't we can't afford to house everybody in the, in the country. But we space corps. But we're going gonna to put people in space to fight space, whatever's in space to fight. I don't know. You remember that the, the U.S. Army? Um, um, there was, like, a... It was like a U.S. Army commercial from a little while ago, and it was when the last Independence Day, the second Independence Day movie came out. I don't watch TV. Well, neither do I. But <laughs> this this was like the this was at the tail end of like you know I was I was still like living at my parents' house, uh-huh. and they had cable. You mean and the I first remember, Independence Day? No, the second one. Oh, okay. So, the one that just came out that yeah. long ago. So they 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 ran like a joint advertisement like with the army, uh-huh. and it like was it, it took place in like the future. And there was this father, and he was talking about how he was so proud of his daughter because she fought in the war with the aliens uh-huh. and stuff like that. But it looked like a like like it, like uh, it had like the feeling of a real like event. You uh-huh. know, even though it was placed in the future and she had fought against aliens. Is that Greer guy the same guy that says that they're trying to do like a false flag yes. with aliens? Yeah. Okay. That's his, 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 the end game to him is a uh, false flag with aliens to launch us into a war that never really has to end. Right, right. And then the people who make the machines have a perpetual, uh, source of income right right so i mean that uh, to me uh does it sound a little far-fetched yes but at the same time it seems in this world absolutely plausible absolutely. That something like that could happen i'm a little, I, I could i think anything like that's happening. i could definitely see it anything's happening. possible if you can run false flags with peoples and nations and countries yeah. you know what i mean like then that's the ultimate one. The ultimate one is to in- introduce 
introduced an enemy that the world fears. Well, they, they were trying. Remember when Trump let all the uh, JFK papers come out? Yeah, yeah. And in there, they were trying to. They, what they were going to do with Cuba was make it like uh, they were going to sack. This was in the in the papers that came out in this was that they were going to sacrifice like American soldiers, kill them, and make it look. Like Castro killed them to to start a mm-hmm. war with Cuba. Yeah, they're like, 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 I mean, like, so imagine if they're willing to do that back then. Imagine the shit they're well, willing they to do now. Now they don't. They have they have the ability to put anything on a screen. Yeah, and make it look real. Oh yeah, they they so, said the technology they can make they can put my face on anybody and make it look like I said whatever they want. They take our voices off of here right now, this recording, and they make us take our voices and then change it and make it sound like we said whatever. Yeah. That's disturbing. It's disturbing, but it's like, I mean, that's that's the that's the double-edged sword of technology. Like, it, it, it will open you up to uh, new possibilities, uh, but it will also open you up to a whole host of problems that you you've never encountered well it's like uh what was that movie called minority report did yeah. you ever see that yeah like they said that's not too far off yeah, in the distance precognition uh you know that policing th- thought crime yeah thought crime. thought crime is uh something that i think realistically unfortunately will probably happen at some point in time they'll try to say and the good of the pub for the good of the yeah. public, we did we f- figured out what people were gonna do before they did it. And then I think did. that could co- like kind of coexist with the purge. That's rough. It's a, it's, it's rough. <laughs> when you think about all of this stuff, though, you know. But you gotta think though this way: if, if there's that much technology that we can get there, hopefully there's a technology that become uh, that will create a lot of positivity too right yeah. so hopefully it balances out that's what i mean i think ultimately you know anything that is introduced to people can be used for uh good yeah, purposes absolutely. or um, the same uh, bad purposes conversation we have with cryptocurrencies they could be used to just continue the the the, the money system we have now because really you have your money is i mean i use cash as much as i can but i don't use it very often mm-hmm. you use a you have a digital currency really now you have a number on yeah. a screen you check your app on your phone to see how much money you got it says on there how much money you, you don't got. know the dollars like you don't like you don't know the dollars that correspond to that you yeah. just you just trust it there's somewhere <laughs> There's none behind it. Yeah, he's like, oh, somewhere. You know it has to be physical somewhere. You feel like you But know most that. banks don't have a lot of cash in it anymore. Yeah. Like, they say that you try to go get 10 grand out of a bank, and it's hard. Wow. So it's it's not easy. It's not like you, I mean, plus they want to report you, but it's another, another conversation. But, yeah, it's hard to get that much money out of a bank. Yeah, I mean... It's just a number, and that's and, and disturbing. Now, instead of having to print money, they just put a number on a screen. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it never looks, it, it looks so, the situation looks very bleak. But at the same time, we have to leave room for the idea that 
We don't know the past. We don't know the past as intimately as we believe we do. No. We don't know what kind of savagery was happening no. on the earth 6,000 years ago or 200 years ago. We don't know these things. So because of that, I think, um, you know, to kind of to wrap things up. Yep. Um, I, I, I think it, it's all about your perspective. If you believe that the world is getting worse then your reality will reflect that. Um, But if you can manage to see what's good in the world, it's kind of like when you, you know, some mornings, um, you know, on my way to work, I'm really looking for some, uh, you know, it's so much better when it's sunny. Mm Mm-hmm. Almost as if, you know, the sun was there to just say, uh, you know, hey, you know, like, look around. Look, things are beautiful. Things are things are, are, are good and in place and uh, that things are happening, I guess, as planned. Um, it's hard during this cold winter day. It's, it's so hard. Like, and it's dark. Day. When, during in, winter time, I feel like winter is like oh, a death cycle. It is. Well, they say a lot of people have depression, like uh, I have that. seasonal depression. I have seasonal depression. I believe that Absolutely. happens a lot. I have it because I can't go outside. I don't. My interactions with people are far less um, than at other times. Yeah, you know. We have a shorter days of sunlight, yeah. and it's just, it's cold out. It's cold, and cold is just not really. I hate I the cold. I hate the cold. I think that there's, I think the only reason people live in the cold is because you can make money in the cold. I guess. Like, I can't even think of Fathom, like, living in Alaska or somewhere like that. Like, it's just cold. Yeah. I, I'm just like, man, no. I don't I even like this cold, and it's not really, compared to Alaska, it's not cold. Can't imagine it. I don't even know what that would be like. It's like you moved to Canada. I ain't moving to Canada. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's I. I just can't see it. So, you know, like I said, ultimately, um, I think it really boils down to your perception. If you can figure out a way to convince yourself that you are part of solution the solution and mankind actually trying to ascend to a higher level um if you can get to that thought it's not a bad thought to get to because it gives a different energy in a different direction to life so it's all about the things you know i'm not saying that it's always perfect some days i definitely look at the state of the world and i'm definitely sometimes fearful and uh sometimes i'm just very um, like bothered by what i see but i mean that's kind of how life is you know you you find yourself in weight you find yourself in times uh, that are are not comfortable but survivable and Sometimes you can find a silver lining in a situation that seems to be hopeless. And I'm hoping that that's what we're experiencing now. Yeah. 
for me personally, I think we're at a point now where we have to take on responsibility to make things better. We were looking too much at people above us to try and vote them in to make change. They're not going to change things. We need to change things. Imagine if 10% of us just decided that we're going to invoke some kind of positive change in the country, no matter whatever you decided you wanted to do. I don't care what it is, but just something positive for somebody else, not for yourself, but somebody else. Mm -hmm. Imagine what that 10% would do. And I think if we just made that determination and took it upon ourselves to just try and do something, I think we could we could change things and stop worrying about voting people in that are going to change things. And in turn, when you when we stop worrying about them, they become less important. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what they do anymore because now we're taking on the responsibility to doing it for ourselves and for our children and for our community. Yeah. So it's about taking the responsibility in in, in our hands as the yes. people and. Um, getting rid of this illusion that you're going to vote somebody in one day who's going to change the world. Uh, I don't have that illusion anymore, and I think most intelligent people are kind of waking up to that idea as time goes on. All right. Call it that. We'll say that's it. All right. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll be back with another one. We haven't figured out quite what that one's going to be yet. We might have a third person. But, uh, yeah, uh, surprise is a good thing. Yeah. So, uh, so. be good, and uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. All right. Later.